news no world news excuse me with resistance chicks it's sunday which means we are going to go all around the world with this week's top news yes and as the title which leah was very confused that i might have switched says jordan peterson is forced into re-education camp there in canada my exciting news though what i'm really really excited to get into today is what's going on in el salvador uh president bukele over there um is transforming the nation and showing the world what can happen when you take in hand of a dog to an corruption branch. He's taking on the yep. corrupt politicians. Yeah. He's taking on MS-13. Yes. He is cracking down. He is locking down like the good the good kind of lockdown, not like the um, the bad kind. When you say lockdown, that should be for criminals. And and, and it is. And in this case, it is for criminals. So. And so I that is. For once, not for once, I mean, but for real, we get to bring you guys some really good news, and I can't wait to get to that story. I'm actually really excited about that. I, I literally got, we normally save uh, some of our uh, promotions for the end, and I just got out a bunch of Vicky Natale stuff upstairs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to go get them off the table. Um, I thought that it would be good to actually start out with it because this is Labor Day. Oh, and she's having a sale. She's a 20% off sale. You know what? And I will go get those, but before I do, I'm, guys. Okay, I'll go get them. Okay, Lee's going to go get them because I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> I was using Vicky's products this morning and again last night. And the thought hit me, like, why on earth do I ever go and try anything else? Because I do, guys. I do. I see things and I'm like, oh, that looks fun. I'm going to try that. And I hate them all. They're all terrible. They're all chemicals. And when I put Vicky Natale's products on my face, in my body, I feel amazing. Now, guys, do you remember when I told you that I um, fell and hurt my arm? Man, I it still has not healed with the dogs. It was a really, really bad fall. Like, I screamed out, cried, terrible thing. And I 
wasn't using the CBD tincture because I like to save it. And my mom yesterday I was complaining and I was like, mom, I'm really in a lot of pain. She said, have you been using Vicky's CBD tincture? And I was like, no, she's like, go use it. And literally like within eight hours, it's stupid. You are stupid sometimes. Leah, be nice. You know, so because I told you to use it, let me explain something. If you guys are new, um, we have Let me a friend. Pull up the ad here. We have a friend. No, this she is a friend of ours. So when you're like, oh, Leah, Michelle, you're just trying to sell stuff. No, actually, we, oh, hey, she just is gonna see those chew her chew. Oh, dear. Okay, we have a friend that makes organic body essentials. She makes things for your face, and uh, she actually sells this uh, hemp extract. It's got these. Um, Lorraine says to be nice to me. Rare, rare. Hi, you're Lorraine. not stupid. I just. It, she called me stupid. No, sometimes I think to you. I, I said to you like three or four times. Did Lorraine you take, is sticking did up for me. Did you take the CBD? And I know you want to save it, but you can't save it. There's thirty. There's thirty dropper fools in here. I know. Okay. It's a lot. And I know it's kind of expensive, but here's the thing: when you're in that kind of pain, it. Think about going to the doctor. Think about pain, taking pain medication, prescriptions, and things like exactly. that. Exactly. This is equal to a prescription pain medication, but it's over and the it's counter not just, and it's thing. all natural. It's not just CBD though. There's a lot of. It's called extreme terpenes. Yeah. And there's 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 CBD, CBC, CBG, and CBN. There. So the different terpenes are what, <clears throat> and we need to have Vicky back on. But guys, here's the deal: if you go to organicbodyessentials.com, what's the what's the sale? 20%. That's I've never seen her go that. It's 20%. We probably won't get any kind of kickback for this because the, the sale's already there. So, it's huge. So, Lee and I are doing this as a favor for you guys. But go you have to do use this promo now. code. You have to use, use promo, promo code RC, but yeah. what I'm saying is so that she knows that it came from us and you get put in our category. So, you go to the store, okay? And I we are going to get to the world news, but Labor Day sales are like I'm sale chick, right? So, I want to help you guys out. Clarence is my best friend and Bill is my enemy. Okay, so um this is the uh, makeup uh, melt away face wash. It's absolutely amazing. So when what I normally do is I'll wash my face once with soap and water and it looks like I am in a bad movie in a horror movie and all this black is like all over my face. So I take a cotton ball with this and it just it just wipes away and it keeps you from looking like um, Frankenstein the next morning. Exactly. Um, my favorite product that she has is, hands the, down. is this. It's a well, tiny little bottle. I well, there's my favorite two. face product. Okay. This, the, the extreme terpenes is my favorite This product. flawless face serum. It's this tiny little bottle. It lasts forever. forever. I use forever, it forever, 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 forever. And I use it, yeah, exactly. So when I wash my face, I don't need face lotion anymore. I don't use face lotion anymore. I don't need it, okay? All I use... Is this? It's got red raspberry, calendula, Frankenstein, highly Christium. These are very, very expensive essential oils. I don't know how she's making any money off this, but um, and then she's got this radical repair. Wait, cream. I'm not done yet. Wait a minute. I put a tiny little drop right here and a tiny little drop, and I put it under my eyes Smell and then kind it. of right here, and then it's like my whole face is moisturized. It's this like food for your body. It is, and you could eat it if you wanted to. This, this is a time. And when she sent us these, I was like. Uh-uh, Vicky, this thing is so small. How is, what are you going to do with this? This lasts like a month or two, or maybe even longer. It's insane how long this stuff lasts. You didn't bring everything down. I did not bring everything down. I brought some stuff down. And 
one of my next favorite products is the Silky Smooth Facial Scrub. I don't know. I don't know what kind of magic she puts in here. I know she prays over it. It's um, sugary. I know it's, it's like... got sugar, water, and all kind green tea extract. Whatever happens when I do she the, prays over there's these. a there's a face mask with the uh, grapeseed extract. Very earthy. And I put it on my face, and and I wash it off with this. And I'm not kidding you. My face just glows and it sings and I'm like, oh. And you literally look younger when you use it. So do you. do it we, every day. We all do. Okay. Yeah, but I look and at then, your face. And uh, then the uh, Ultra Hydrosol. These I are leftovers. twice a day. You just spray it on your face. Spray it on your face. And then you can put it on your hair too. Yes. It's so awesome. It smells so good. I so usually take it and spray it in my hands and put it on my face before I um, now, put my lotion on. Also this weekend is uh, my my pillow my pillow guy he's got his Giza oh, it's Dream like eighty percent off Giza Dream pillows have this, never they're twenty so, bucks so here's the deal guys you know Scott Kesterson always does his ads at the start of the show to get them yeah. over with so here you are but the reason why we're doing them at the start of the show is because the sales like you need to get your labor because the sales a lot of them will probably end like tonight or tomorrow uh, well yeah. no tomorrow because tomorrow's Labor Day yeah so uh, the Giza Dream pillows. I've never seen them under like forty bucks. They're twenty bucks. So I don't they know how much. Giza I don't Dream know pillows. The Giza Dream pillows. They're like next on up from the oh, My Pillow. Yeah. They're more expensive than the My Pillow. I don't have one of those. They're the nicer ones. And they're on sale. Yeah, I have one of those. And you know the My are the My Pillow slippers still on sale on the website? Yes, everything's on sale, and the sheets are on sale. So go to My Pillow. Use promo code RC. Last but not least, um, if you like Mike Adams and you like natural news, because everybody does, um, he's got a huge sale. Just go and use promo code is chicks. chicks. So chicks at Mike Adams. So brightionstore.com. Literally, like all of the stuff, the Hawaiian astaxanthin that I'm always telling you guys about. It's on sale this week because I take it every day. It's on sale this it's got week. Got free shipping. Um, it's and you get free stuff the more you buy. Yeah, that's also really cool. Yeah, so I just wanted to get those out of the way and let you guys know because um, it's Labor Day weekend and I love sales. So we are literally. Leah, do we ever buy anything that's not on sale? I try not. It's to. Very rare. It's very rare. We're super cheap. I'm kind of. I am a. Sale How do we addict. run a homestead and all that we do on a budget? Clearance. Goodwill. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, Sales. Not really kidding. Uh, I'm sure that... I'm one of... We are those people that it's, like, hard for us to buy something that's regular price. Like, you mm. have to go, oh, fine. Like, I have yeah. to have this. All right. So, I want to jump right in here to Jordan Peterson. Uh, he has been ordered by the Canadian High Command, uh, <laughs> the psychiatrist board, that if he doesn't go through re-education... It literally it's, it's very strange it's very strange he's got to go to therapy <laughs> and sit with a therapist a psychiatrist and they have to and he has to be unbrainwashed like i don't understand how is this the is therapist. gonna work he is the um, psychologist and they have to retrain him on the proper ways of viewing genders um I know that the American Psychiatric Association had gender cho people choosing their gender as a dysphoria. And Jordan Peterson is pretty much like milk toast. Like he is is he is straight down the line. He is very like center of the road. Like he yeah. doesn't it, but what's so funny is that he says things that like 10 years ago were normal. And 
are not normal now. And so I guess that's why they're telling him that he has to go to re-education camp because we've changed the the norm. No, the norm. So we have to, <clears throat> we have to, and, and because you're already ingrained in your brain that that's the norm and that's how we do psychiatry. So if you didn't like, so St. Louis Bread Company, mm-hmm. now Panera Bread. If you continue to call Panera Bread St. Louis Bread Company, you can't. You can't exist in society mm-hmm. without well, no. the education claim. No, that camp. would be. Uh, there were though they were franchises. So if you insisted on saying St. Louis Bread Company, but you, my point is, yeah. if I wanted to call you Bob, yeah, and I called you Bob, okay. Leah, if I wanted to call you a he, and you go by she. I can say whatever I want. You can't send people to jail for their words unless not, it's being sued but it's for not libel. Jail. It's not jail. He literally, they just want to take out his license. Re-education camp is... This is... No, he just has to sit down in, in, in order to keep his medical license. Okay? But, and so that's what they're saying. As a psychiatrist, there are certain rules. It okay. is different than that. It is yeah. different than... Because right. a psychiatrist wouldn't be able to... If somebody comes in and says, my name is Leah, and a psychiatrist could... It wouldn't be ethical for them to call him Bob. Okay, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be uh, funny. It w- and I think these people just lack a sense so, of humor. So, but, but what's coming? What 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 people are coming in to Jordan Peterson and saying, "I'm Bob." Hi, Bob. And and Jordan would say, "Okay, we'll call you Bob." But were you, if you were born a female, we are not going to. We're not going to call you a female. We'll are you born a male? It's so confusing. Could you just play a few of these clips? <laughs> I, I'm losing my own mind trying to follow Bob and Roberta and 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 their genders. Like, but this is an interesting thing. Uh, uh, this is an interesting statement where he says the giants are coming. Well, my position basically is we better get our act together before the giants show up, and they're like knocking at the door right now. So, you better. Build your ark, folks, and get on your adventure because we're whipping up some things in the lab that will make everything that's come so far look like nothing's happened at all yet. And that's that's not like next year, that's tomorrow. That's now. So we're gonna have year. a lot of things to contend with. Well, it's not next year, it's not tomorrow. It's now. It's now. I mean, we're at, we're, we're, the giants are at the door. Okay. The giants are at the door. All right. Here, here he uh, went on with Jesse Waters this week. All right. So doctor, how will you be? They want to get, they want to take away his doctorate. We can't processing and showcasing this reprogramming for us. Cause we'd like to know what's going on. Well, I'm going to do everything I can to make all of this as public as I possibly can. I'm, I mean, I've done that from the beginning. I released all the documents that the that included the the charges, so to speak, that the college has levied against me. I want to make this 100% transparent and let the public decide for themselves who exactly is acting, let's say, in an unprofessional capacity. So you'll I'd be trying like to, to film the re-education pro- program? Well, I, I can't say exactly what is going to happen as it moves forward because the legal ground that I'm standing on is very difficult to define. But my plan is to make everything that's done to me public. And if I, if I can do that by filming, well, then I'll do that or audio recording or extensive notes or commentary afterward. Somehow, everything that happens is going to be made public. It's absolutely necessary. 
And I'm also, by the way, perfectly willing to state that I am stating my opinions on Twitter and social media in my professional capacity. So, for example, the comments I made about Ellen Page, I mean, I'm not least bit happy about what the sadistic surgeon butchers are doing to minors. And I'm also not very happy about um, narcissistic, let's say, celebrities parading off their new surgically enhanced body and enticing young women, for example, into becoming being sterilized and butchered. And so I think I have a professional obligation, like all therapists and all physicians, to say very clearly that this is 100% absolutely not acceptable. So what do you think the motivation is by these people in Canada that are doing this? Is it because they're embarrassed that you're a psychologist and you're so popular and you're saying unpopular things? Or is it because there's going to be some more darker, more sinister approach next? Oh, I think that what we're seeing in Canada is an unraveling of the of all the principles upon which my country and yours are predicated. And that that's part of the ideological possession that swept over Canada in particular. I mean, it's certainly threatening you characters down in the United States, but we're farther along that road given that we're run by the poster boy for political correctness himself. That's so amazing because, you know, Justin Trudeau, that's our prime minister, his father, Pierre, his contribution to Canadian posterity was the introduction of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which hypothetically guarantees Canadians the right to free speech, but has pretty much no teeth. And it was a bad document to begin with, and whatever little utility it had, his son Justin, who is now our Prime Minister, has, has destroyed entirely. So this is an attack on Western civilization, an attack on gender, an attack on biology, an attack on the scientific method. Why would the mm -hmm. left pursue an attack on Western civilization, which has provided so much, you know, amazing results over the last, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Look, um, people people have been motivated by spite and resentment forever. I mean, it's a story as old as mankind. It's a story as old as the story of Cain and Abel, is that to tear down what's successful and useful in spite because your own sacrifices, let's say, have apparently gone unrewarded. And it's just the same old endless archetypal story playing out in political guys and there are no shortage of people as well especially on the more psychopathic side of the continuum who will adopt uh, the camouflage of compassion let's say we see that expressed in relationship to uh, okay this is why we do listen to jordan peterson because he says things and and it's like there are people on the psychopathic side of the continuum and I don't think I would have ever came, come up with that. It's so intelligent that the Facebook algorithm doesn't even know what he's saying. Um, <clears throat> do care for group rights. They'll adopt the camouflage of compassion to tear everything down and dance around in the ruins. And there's actually a fairly extensive psychological literature now detailing the relationship between narcissism, psychopathy, mani manipulativeness, and left-wing authoritarian political viewpoints. I think you're saying that there is now some scientific research the fact that the the left is using psychopathic manipulative tactics tactics and is so this because something this happened to them as children they feel insufficient they feel disregarded they feel disrespected what what causes this lashing out this well, everybody, violent tearing everybody, things down well look well, everybody is in a position in their lives to feel alienated from existence itself from time to time. I mean, life is pretty difficult and things don't often always 
turn out the way we want them to, you know, and we can all doubt the meaning of our own lives and the purpose and we're all subject to a certain amount of torture and one of the temptations there is to get bitter and resentful and to lash mm. out to look for enemies to mm. and to tear down tradition mm. partly merely to shake your fist at destiny mm. itself and to express your dismay it's a constant temptation for everyone in some ways to to be tempted down to be to be enticed down that pathway but it's a very dreadful mistake and you know the the freedoms that we put in place in the West, especially the freedom of speech, is is predicated on the viewpoint, are predicated on the viewpoint that human existence is worthwhile and so is being itself and that we should... Or okay, that's just so good. I, I, honestly, sometimes he goes on, he pontificates a little bit long. Well, you can't have Jordan Peterson was a very on a little short spot on Fox News. You need to give Jordan Peterson two hours. So my friend, uh, our friend Kansas, Kansas Cowboy, he goes, Jordan Peterson... Um, when he when he speaks or he writes a book, he circles to make a landing like 20 times before he goes in and finishes. Yeah. Canada was a very stable, middle-class country with reliable institutions. To say that's gone is to say almost nothing. Canada. Under Justin Trudeau, the former British colony has sought to position itself as the global bastion of progressive politics. We have become a totalitarian state. As his cultural revolution shows no sign of abating, I went to Canada to find out how ordinary Canadians are dealing with Trudeau's radical reforms. The sexualization has become militarized. From the promotion of gender ideology. What the f is that? Do you want to talk about it? To the legalization of drugs. Overdoses are up. Violent crime is up. It's, it's, it's a jungle. Radical new suicide laws. Do you think that they want you dead? Yes. I, I think it's wrong. And clampdowns on freedom of speech. I think our leader, Trudeau, I don't think I've ever heard him say a true word. All this nonsense about compassion is the manipulations of snakes pulling in the useful idiots who perhaps are genuinely compassionate, and that's Canada. Mm -hmm. Wow! Manipulation of snakes who pull in useful idiots who ha might have some compassion. That, the compassion of useful idiots. Punish behavior you wish to see repeated. And husbands do this to their wives a lot too, especially if they're the jealous type. So imagine you have a wife that maybe you, uh, you got lucky and you, you attracted someone who's a little bit above your caliber, or at least that's what you think. And maybe you're right too, you know? And so she's attractive and you're happy about that in some ways, but what about those other men, you know? And so you go out one night and she dresses up and she looks pretty damn sharp and you're a little unhappy about that because, you know, what about those other men? And so she asks you how she looks and you take that opportunity to punish her for her beauty. You do that a hundred times. And you watch what happens. You think, God, you've let yourself go. It's like, no, I pretty much shaped myself into what you allowed. Do not. I, this is one of the, I played that statement because these are some of the things that people get from what he talks about. You speak life to someone, you'll, you'll get, get life. life. If you speak death to someone, you'll get death. 
And we have a lot of relationships where people are cutting and cutting and cutting, and they're trying to manipulate behavior of the people around them. And he, what Jordan Peter does really well is call out manipulative behavior. And there's is it manipulation <clears throat> when you do the opposite though, and you're doing it for good, and you, you know, they always talk about treat the the one oh, no. woman as a, as if she's no, a I would woman. no, that's not if you mean to encourage like right. a child yeah, or yeah, yeah. anybody. No, you did a really so good somebody job, is right. doing so somebody's trying to lose weight. Yeah. How do I look in these clothes? They're trying. They're they're eating right. They're exercising. Well, you look great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's an encouragement aspect. There is a truth to it. Right. The truth there there is a truth behind it. If somebody is putting forth effort, then the truth is, yeah, you're doing good and you're it's a coach for anybody who's who's moving forward. Right. But you can coach down. Yeah, for sure. If somebody's at a high part of their game and they miss and they mess mess something up and you're like um, well, how did I do there? Well, you really messed up there. You can mm. coach down somebody who's really good. Yeah. Right? And and you can and you can not coach up somebody who's trying. You know, I I'm not I like this clip. I actually love that clip from Jordan. However, I I wish that there were more examples other than that one that he gave. Um, as far as because I don't know that there are as many husbands that want their wives to dress down because um, they're afraid that other men will be attracted to them. I think that that totally exists. But what we do see is on both sides, husbands and wives, we're not, and just as human beings, we're not always very good at lifting someone up in general. Just like from our, we're too busy, we're too preoccupied. Do I look nice in these clothes? Yeah, you look great. You know what I mean? Or, you know, what do you think about this thing that I did? Hey, I, you know, how was dinner? It was good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, uh, those kinds of things. I have some friends who, you know, I look at them and they're not exactly who the bat, the world would say, you're, you're the most, uh, beautiful people in the world. Right. Um, and they're not watching my show, so it's not you. Okay. Um, and they enjoy each other. Yeah. They encourage each other in, in what they do. Yeah. In how they, and like how his wife bakes. He mm -hmm. loves how his wife bakes. Yeah, and they banter back and forth, and they right. have a jo they have a joy about it, and they enjoy each other, and they lift one another up. Yeah, in the areas that they're good at, they yeah. literally in, in front of other people. Yeah, it's really good. Don't cut, don't cut each other down, in front of other people. Who Your called me ones. stupid? Well, that's because you were well, in pain. It, if there was truth, stupid. <laughs> I have a couple more clips here. Screen share. We need to listen to more Jordan Peterson. All right. This one is on um on on not being able to call out things on the like the gender spectrum. Guideline. I am absolutely men. ashamed to call myself a psychologist in the aftermath of the ADHD Let's just say what it is. What exactly did they say that Well, they said it was guidelines for the treatment of boys and psychological treatment of boys and men. But that isn't what it is. It's and that's a social justice treatise on how you better think if you're a psychologist, if you don't want to be pursued. That's but, exactly what it is. But what they actually said was that traditional masculinity mm -hmm. was harmful. And yep. one of the arguments they said made for two for reasons, two yeah. reasons. Compromised the mental health of boys and men and presented a social danger. And it's an absolute bloody lie. And here's, here's how you know. It's very straightforward. Biggest risk factor for long-term delinquency, antisocial behavior and violent criminality. In boys fatherlessness that article is just it's absolutely scandalous what they've done they've, they've inverted the, it's not even it's not even wrong right. it's anti-truth it's worse than wrong 
guidance. It's very wow. strict. It's very okay, so talking about antisocial behavior or creating um, uh, negative uh, ramifications and seeing negative behavior in young men. Mm -hmm. And they're blaming it on toxic masculinity, too much masculinity. Right. And what Jordan Peterson said is it's inverted. There's not enough masculinity because there's not enough healthy right. masculinity. Uh, you can chug down a bunch of soybean oil uh, and that's not healthy. But it doesn't mean that fat is bad. Good fats, good meats are good. Yeah. And you need them to be healthy. And these are the things that Jordan has been talking about. So uh, we, uh, I came up with the good, the bad, and the ugly in Canada. There's a lot Before you move on, Canada. though, because I, I want to kind of just round off this segment with Jordan Peterson for so you guys understand. I'm actually, under normal circumstances, I would not be doing what he's doing. He is going to go through the re-education reprogramming camp. He wants to keep his license. Do you think that that's it, though? Because I don't think that that's it. I think he is being very wise. I mean, that's what he said on Jesse Waters. He is like, I'm going to, someone has to go. And you, and at least this way, he doesn't have to go undercover. Fine. You want me to go through your re-education camp? Then I'm going to expose. I don't think he's, and someone said this in the chat here on Facebook, and I think they're 100% right. He makes like six figures a month. He doesn't need his license. Okay, he's he can just move on with his life. He doesn't have to have his license. I don't think that that's what this is about. I think he's choosing to go through the re-education camp because why not? It's very he's Jordan Peterson is a scientist, even though he's a, a therapist and a psychologist. He is a scientist at heart, and he is he digs deep to understand and to expose truths. So why would you not take the opportunity? To go in and learn and see exactly what are they doing in these re-education camps and then spread it to the world. I think it's genius. And I'm really excited. And I hope that we will be able to continue to bring to you what he's uncovering as he goes through this. So that was that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I will round this off a little bit more because I can go a little bit deeper. This is from the Financial Post. Uh, the court said the issue is that in this case is whether the panel's decision to order Dr. Peterson to complete the remedial education was reasonable. The decision essentially states the court will not overturn the College of Psychologists' decision because whether it agrees with the decision or not, it did not meet the test of being so patently unreasonable that the court would second-guess the college. According to the court, the college, not the court, is the expert body within its domain. That is the proper legal test set out by the Supreme Court of Canada in a case called Vavilo Love for the review of any administrative tribunal's decision, whether it be the Labor Board, Immigration Appeal Board, Landlord and Tenant Board, or any other administrative body. But there are two significant problems with, it, with this decision and result. First, it is not the test that should have been applied to this particular case, which may, in fairness to the court, have been a function of the arguments made before it's by counsel. Second, the impact of this decision is to empower woke bodies everywhere mm. to discipline members who express unpopular opinions that cause someone offense. Of course, if prevailing political sentiments change, others will be next in the firing line. 
This decision will inevitably motivate political enemies of any member of the regulatory body, whether it be one of the lawyers, osteopaths, engineers, or psychologists, who have no legal basis for any claim otherwise. And remember, these boards are are actually arms of the government in yeah. that you cannot practice certain professions without their stamp of approval. So the government can't come in and say, you are the board, you know best. Right. Okay, because we know that science isn't always good. We do know that eugenics was real. We do know that we, the Tuskegee uh, experiments on uh, African-Americans happened. We do know that scientists are not always good, and somebody in the law needs to step in if for any other reason than to say, if we are going to mandate that you have one of these licenses to practice this in our country, then we better be up to snuff on what is right and what is wrong. And a court needs to make these kinds of decisions. Um, if someone, for example, complained about, oh, this column or this show, which they do, uh, they could file a law society complaint. And since I don't have a degree, but they do take away your YouTube and your everything. And make, uh, and make me spend money, time, and stress defending myself. There is no real remedy as it is difficult legally to sue someone for filing a disciplinary complaint. Who did they do that with recently here in Ohio? Michelle? Tenpenny. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Actually, I just got a text message from her um, on her latest Substack that she's done uh, kind of explaining what she's going through. She was So Dr. Tenpenny was hit with an attack. Yeah. Physically. So not Physically. only a, a hit with an attack on her license, which has been indefinitely suspended, mm -hmm. but then physically. Um, so people uh, submitted bogus claims against Dr. Tenpenny. That were not even her patients. That were not even her patients. And that's what is happening to Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Jordan Peterson, I guarantee you that the complaints are not from his patients. Exactly. They're from people that don't like what he says online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's difficult to defend yourself. And if you have a swath, of, like a whole, a, 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 a whole swarm of lefties who don't, how are you supposed to sue them all? <laughs> you know what I mean? Question. So the, gov the government would need to, this is when justice needs to be served. That's why you have a justice system. Yeah. Right? Uh, the issue should not have been whether the college of psychologist decision was transparent and reasonable, giving its code of ethics, which it found Peterson had arguably had violated, uh, arguably violated, but whether the college even has the legal jurisdiction to develop a code of ethics in the first place. Well, what is your code of ethics? that prohibit the free expression of its members unrelated to their clinical psychological practice, particularly if that free expression breached no laws, that is, wasn't criminal or defamatory. So, so pause right there to explain this in layman's terms. What we're talking about is in Canada, they have without on, not even on paper, just as a, as a push decided that the science that we have relied on for hundreds of thousands of years, literally since the beginning of time on genders is it, it's completely rewritten from what I understand. There's no new code of ethics or book of science that says in order to maintain your license, you must re evaluate and re-educate yourself to comply with these new unwritten rules that we have now decided as science and then medical advances have evolved. That's nowhere in the Canadian medical code to my knowledge. Yeah. And so what this article is pointing out very well is that if he hasn't broken any law, then who is it? Who's to say 
that the medical licensing board in Canada is in charge of restricting the speech of those that have licenses based on science that they are continually evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very interesting because the, um, the college of psychologists is, was just kind of granted unilateral, um, ability to police people's political speech. Yeah. And that ought not be. And that's, that's what this, that's what this was about this case so that was the bad in canada we still have the good in canada and we have the ugly coming out of canada this week so let's go to the good uh i don't know if you guys followed the uh rebel news at all we love rebel news uh thank we god for ezra levant and if you guys i don't know well the new viewers may not have been following this story um during the lockdowns during the pandemic there was a uh a, a little hamburger joint owner called named Chris Scott. He had um, a little burger joint called the Whistle Stop Cafe. It's kind of middle in the middle of nowhere, Canada. There's it's not a highly populated area. Um, not a lot of COVID spreading around. It wasn't really in the inner city or anything. Mm. And he violated the lockdown order supposedly by keeping his cafe open and running because, you know, the, the, how is it that the government can say you must shut down, but we're not going to pay you any money? How were people supposed to survive? It was it, none of it made sense. You know, even here in the United States, we lost uh, over six months of income. The government didn't come and say here, no, oh, here's a, here's a couple thousand dollars. We, well, we had all to that exhaust did, our savings. Yeah, all that did we did we had to go through our savings and we had to bum. Uh, we had to go work. Not, not, I am not above working for for we our went friends. We did a lot of landscaping. But we went, our friend. We did a lot of work for friends who still had jobs, um, because resistance chicks doesn't pay us. If you didn't know that, we and and I'm telling. I, I want to take this time to thank all of the monthly donors. Yes, you keep the lights on. Yes, all of you guys you keep, keep the, the lights keep on. The computer equipment going because it is it is it, doing resistance chicks is not free. It costs us a, a pretty penny every month, but we thankfully and I would like to say this, Lee and I do not pay that. You guys do, and I want to thank you for doing that. But resistance chicks does not keep us uh, from having to hold down a regular job. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it pays for the you guys. Your donations are awesome because they're. This is subscription to Rumble that we and pay for. And they pay for a lot of our travel. Sometimes we have to pay out of pocket for that. But a lot of times you guys pay for that. So that's nice. Right. What I'm getting at is I want to be thankful for those that don't stop. I was donating. actually going through a list of things. And you jumped in for some extra things. I'm I was sorry. just see if you were done. I'm done. Okay. No, I was thanking them for. I'm very thankful. We're sisters if you haven't noticed. You don't even know. I'm very grateful for you guys. And you do, when we when we put a call out to you guys for something that we need, you're always there. But my point is that I wanted to let you know that, you know, we know what it's like. We felt it uh, during oh, 2020. It. My uh, back felt it because all the landscaping work, man, that was the most physical job I've ever done in my life. And all five of our cars broke down at one time. And, and one of our viewers helped us to get a new car. And one of our viewers helped us to get a... Uh, a new used car. A new used car. A 2008 Honda Odyssey, which has taken us around the country. So thank you. Is Stuart the Brit going to get mad Stuart, if I call out his name? Stuart the Brit. He really helped us out a lot. So we love... Yeah. We're going to go thank you to that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, but So we knew. We know. We know what it's like. We felt it. And uh, Chris Scott here, he actually has had all charges 
uh, dropped and he's been acquitted. So can we play this? Yes. Play, More. I love good news. You know, we have two good news stories today. When we get to El Salvador, we'll get to the second one. So I like bringing good news. Well, uh, I was just acquitted of all of my charges relating to the Public Health Act of Alberta uh, in relation to me doing what normal business people do, which is engage in business. I was brought before the court uh, after I was arrested and uh, I was made to answer for the alleged crime of serving hamburgers and pouring coffee. Well, I was acquitted on all charges today. The uh, the, the hearing took approximately five minutes. Uh, neither side contested the application for um, an acquittal. And it was all over and done with right away. How do I feel about that? Well, I don't feel any different today than I did yesterday. As a matter of fact, throughout this entire thing, I haven't had much feeling about the court process at all. I never felt... Uh, you know, despair or anything like that because I was dragged before the court. Uh, I just, that was part of the process and I knew it was gonna happen. And I knew that was gonna happen when I took a stand against the public health restrictions anyway. So no, there, there is no, I don't really have any feeling about it. I'm not jumping for joy, although I am happy with the outcome in that I'm not gonna be annihilated with fines. Thank you to Williamson Law and to the Democracy Fund for crowdfunding and providing me with the legal support that I needed to do this uh, this fight. If it wasn't for the Democracy Fund, Rebel News, and everybody that supported and contributed to the crowdfunding, I would have never been able to do this. I would have never been able to stand up even more than a week against the government. So according to well, reporting by the Canadian Broadcasting Company, the decision was made due to the recent ruling that found the COVID-19 public health orders were enacted in a manner that did not adhere to Alberta's Public Health Act. And for those of you that don't understand uh, Canada and geography uh, or their politics even, and you know, okay, we all know California's lefty. We all know that New York is lefty. We all know that they're doing some really good work in Missouri. They're doing some good work in Texas. We've got some more of the conservative areas. So when we look at Alberta, they are making a giant push yeah. Uh, to stand up against the Trudeau government. Particularly in Alberta. This uh, other story coming out of Canada is pretty awesome. So legal update. Charges against a Whistle Stop Cafe and Mom's Diner expected to be dropped. Chris Scott, uh, we'll see, we, we've got, um, I think it said it was 0 for 100 for 100. What, what, I clicked on it and it said 150, one, zero, one, wait, what is it? Okay, okay, there it is. So, Chad Williamson of Williamson Law has handled 150 of Rebel News FightTheFine.com cases and is uh, now expected to secure victories and avoid convictions for every single COVID-related client. He represented 50 and zero. That's awesome. Let that is awesome. Let's play a little bit of it. Yay. Go Chad Williamson, who's finally some guy It's a massive decision. Canada like we're talking uh, close to 100 pages. Um, it gets into a lot Come. of preceding oh. case law. It's Come actually in. very quite technical. Yeah. The court found that some of some charter rights were breached, some were not, but all were saved. Does this close the book on this madness and this insanity? No way. No way. 
Adam Sos here for Rebel News, and I am very happy to be joined by Chad Williamson of Williamson Law. We have some uh, pressing updates that extend at least in part from the Ingram ruling, if not entirely from the Ingram ruling. Uh, but just really quickly, we've been hearing about the Ingram ruling for a long time. Lots of the leader, legal proceedings out there have been sort of pending on the Ingram ruling. But for folks who are maybe unfamiliar with out there, we don't want to just jump ahead. And uh, So if you could give people a little bit of a context about what the Ingram ruling actually is. So when there was a whole bunch of challenges coming from uh, far afield, from Calgary, from Edmonton, to a lot of the COVID mandates during the pandemic, um, in, in order that there weren't some cases jumping ahead of others and uh, uh, conflicting decisions from uh, one court that might affect uh, other courts, um, the court tried to kind of triage or case manage a lot of these. And what they eventually decided is that uh, they would pick one of the first cases to have come down the chute to be the precedential setting landmark cases. And at least in the case of Chris Scott, uh, some of his stuff was put in abeyance by court order pending the outcome of Ingram. Now, this didn't just happen, you know, a couple months ago. The Ingram case uh, is, is actually a, a fairly robust constitutional challenge uh, from a whole bunch of different churches and a gal by the name of Rebecca Ingram who owned a gym uh, and a couple other litigants whose constitutional rights were alleged to have been infringed as a result of uh, the smattering of COVID mandates. So we finally got an Ingram decision and Adam, we've been waiting for this for almost two years. And for anyone that's been following this story, they probably heard myself or other Alberta lawyers who are involved in this COVID litigation talk about the Ingram decision. Mm -hmm. Well, it's out and it's interesting. So maybe we can talk about that today. Yeah, well, so I wanted to ask you now, obviously the, the, the ruling is in a sense a win because it was deemed that the effectively all the most of the restrictions that folks were, were charged under have been struck down. Those uh, Dina Hinshaw inspired CMOH, uh, Chief Medical Officer of Health Laws, they've been struck down. They're no longer in effect and effectively people were being charged under them under invalid laws. But there, there are some questions out there and it really only is a partial win because law Lots of people didn't get their day in court and there's also the consideration of the factor that the, the nature of the win was not these laws or these laws were unconstitutional and therefore have been struck down it was jason kenney and the the alberta government basically overstepped and that was the grounds so can you just comment on that for folks that's right so okay, just to can, put it in a uh, very simple the rest of that report from rebel news good news coming out from alberta now if you're not familiar with canada and and, and for you don't need to be uh, really, they have different provinces and they kind of like, you go up from America and they go, one, two, three, four. How many are there? Like 12? I have no eight idea. Or 12? I, don't, I, don't I don't think there's that many. I don't think there's 12. There's several provinces. Look uh, Alberta is the most conservative province. Okay. We have a friend, we have a friend, doesn't our friend live in Alberta? No, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Okay. So Saskatchewan and Alberta are both like, uh, pretty conservative. There's 10. 10. Between eight and 12. That, that was, was good. 10. There you go. Okay. One that is not, one that is liberal is Ontario, okay? So Ontario is not a place for freedom. And um, actually, Pawlowski's in Alberta. This is very interesting. So Pawlowski uh, has a video out this week. Okay, so there's Saskatchewan, Alberta. I've never even heard of none of what... Like, literally. Never. Mm. I wonder if they had mass mandates there. In none of, none of it? 
Yeah. All right. So could you bring up Arthur, Pastor Arthur? So Pastor Arthur is the lion of freedom in uh, out in Canada. And he is in Alberta. I thought he was in, in Ontario. Uh, I want to play part of his uh, video here. You can start in at like the uh, 30 second mark. The he he had he was imprisoned. He was wrongfully imprisoned just for holding services. And it's not over for him. Yeah. They're still going after him, not for holding services now, but uh, for inciting, I don't know, democracy. I don't know. He preached at a freedom convoy at the border. They just don't like him. And that's what they want to go after. Him. And so they're still trying to jail. Where do you want me to stop this? Their, like 30, 30 seconds in or something. That's good. Just start. Yeah. What is happening with with my legal case? I am going to go into details in a second, and um, I just want to let you know that my son Nathaniel, my wife, just arrived today uh, from United States of America. So his wife and Nathaniel were at the reawaken tour. Oh, that's awesome! They yeah. were invited to testify in Nevada, at the big conference, six thousand people and and hundreds of thousands of people watching online about what is happening with with this craziness here under this tyrannical government that we have and i'm talking about all levels of government not just the the castro's liberal party or caligula's um liberal party uh, we got we have been taken canadians have been taken by all the party uh, there are different colors but one party line well they just arrived and guess what there was a warrant again that was the third time a warrant for my son's arrest um, I, I just don't quite understand at this at this moment what is really going on. I mean, you want to arrest him, arrest him, uh, let's move on. But this craziness of, of just uh, keeping a warrant for somebody's arrest just in a system, it shows you that they are keeping it for um, for a purpose. Maybe perhaps whatever is going to suit them, they will execute a warrant. Uh, maybe if my son will be alone or will go somewhere, they will have it in the computer. Hey, there is a warrant. Uh, we can actually get rid of him and uh, take yeah, him exactly. away. So they are mm -hmm. saving it, it's pretty like sad. That. It's pretty sad how a low executor is, in fact, seeking imprisonment. Um, I find this fascinating because I was not the one blocking the streets. I was not there with a track. I was uh, not there in the capacity of a protester. I was there in the capacity of a pastor. I was asked to conduct a series of church services, which I did. And of course, during my sermons, I love freedom and I stand for freedom. And like I said, after my number of court cases and verdicts, I uh, don't regret standing up for God, for God's and state given rights. I uh, believe Canadians deserve to have what's rightfully theirs. You see, our God given rights are not, um, are not from government. Uh, the, those rights are not because of the mercy of mm. government. Those rights are God-given rights. Mm -hmm. Freedom is a God-given concept. Mm -hmm. Our human rights are God's human rights. Mm. And, and yet somehow today we're living in a, in a global society that some of those wannabe pharaohs, the globalists think that it's up to them. They will decide if we have human rights, if we don't have human rights, what can happen to us, what can happen to our body. And of course, I was right from the very beginning. I mean, if you know, if you have been following our story, I warned people around the world that many will die 
and my heart is broken because people are dying. Do you know that in the city of Lethbridge, someone sent me statistics, in the city of Lethbridge, 10 times more people are dying than normally. Mm -hmm. um, I have a hard time to grasp that, to comprehend the numbers even, 10 times more people. So you guys could go follow Arthur. Um, they're still going after him, and I want to show you why. Because he uh, preached a sermon during the Freedom Convoy. Now, what was the Freedom okay. Convoy for? They were blocking truckers from going between the United States and Canada unless they were jabbed. Mm -hmm. We'll see that we're in uh, lockdowns or serious public health restrictions right now because um, the risk posed to all of us by unvaccinated people. People get angry. But we absolutely believe that there needs to be mandatory vaccines and there would be consequences for those who are, are not able right. to or not willing to do that. And, and we can look at what those consequences and, are. But. Okay. I can understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions. Thousands of blue-collar workers showed up in Ottawa several weeks ago to protest the tyranny being imposed against them. The Prime Minister of Canada refused to meet with them or to speak to them. Instead, he fled the city. And then from his bunker, he called the truckers Nazis. When they still didn't leave the city, Justin Trudeau suspended democracy and declared Canada a dictatorship. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act. The Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies. These scenes just etched in our minds with these people masked up and the speaker not masked. It, it was played over and over and over again in every city, in every state, in every I wanna, country. I, 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 it, this is never happening again, by the way, guys. So be encouraged that this that you're looking at right here. We are never doing that again. But it's ridiculous. It's absurd. All levels across the country. Wow, what is this lady doing? Traveling, traveling horses, struggling, struggling, struggling. Oh my God. Hello everyone and happy Canada Day. All right, so then I have another little video here of the um, the Freedom Convoy, which I found hilarious to me. Look at these criminals. Canadians are insane. Yeah. They don't wear down their bank accounts. Baby in a stroller there with a little plastic yeah, over it because Canadian there. babies are even tough. Yeah, and she's dancing with her baby in the stroller. It's great. Only in Canada. I love it. This is uh, that is what that that is what th th this that. Now I also wanted to play a little bit of Arthur Pavlovsky's. Um, we have another beauty. This is his sermon today. Hang on. That you just can't wait for Jesus to take you home and.
who cares about this world? Who cares about everything else? Are you so focused on tomorrow that you do not care about today? Majority of the churches, I mean 99.9% .9 of the churches don't care about the poor. Don't care about the war. They do not care about anything except themselves. It's me, I, and myself. That's not how we are to be. For Elisha, however, the time has come for him to leave behind the slave work, mere survival. And remember, I said many times, and I'm going to probably say tens of thousands of times, that we were never called to be just survivalists. We were called to be revivalists. That's good. It's a different mindset. You're not just simply existing like a white tail in the bushes fighting for another meal and staying away from the wolves. We were called to be the lions in a savannah, taking what's rightfully is ours. Okay, so I'm going to leave him up. Don't make him small. Um, Scott Casterson had played a clip, and maybe you guys have all heard it. Uh, there was a missionary who went to China, and people had traveled by boat and by foot and by Nine train. Nine hours. Nine hours, ten hours to get there. I don't know if it was by boat, by train, sorry. Um, Probably walking uphill barefoot, and, literally. Uh, the, one of these Chinese ladies said, pray for us so that we can have freedom like you and we can be like you in America. And he said, I'm not going to pray for you. because was a, was a woman. She, she asked, and, and he said, I'm not going to pray for you, the preacher. I thought the preacher was a woman, but go ahead. It doesn't uh, matter. I was just, I'm just following. It was a man. Okay. okay. He said, I'm not going to pray for you because the guy is speaking. He's, he's saying, I said to them. Okay. okay. And um, the guy said, I'm not going to pray for you because people in America, uh, they can go, they, they could go to church, but they don't want to be inconvenienced or they don't want the sermon to last more than 45 minutes and they can have their Bible, but they don't read their Bible. Um, and so there were to expound on that story just a little bit when you're talking about reading the Bible, she the 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 preacher had asked how many of you have been in jail and like 18 out of the 25 raised their hand it, it jailed for their faith and had had memorized passages and how did you memorize the passages well we we would we would sneak around pieces of paper and well what would happen if the paper was confiscated well then they would get they would get rid of it and and they would say and they said that's why we just had to memorize them so fast so the word of god is so valued that they're memorizing she these handed back a bible that i don't need when i have it all memorized exactly and so what he was saying is we have most families have at least two bibles in the house and they don't even read them and you guys are memorizing the scriptures on tiny little pieces of paper so let me explain something to you we do not have freedom of religion Arthur Pavlovsky just showed you that 99% of pastors are not preaching Christianity mm -hmm. Christians don't even know what Christian Christianity looks like and I wanted to do a video on this yesterday after listening to that from Scott because guess what I don't have freedom of religion because right now I am on a on a I'm on a platform right now that I can't tell you exactly what I want to say I can't tell you exactly what God is telling me to tell you and at some point on this broadcast we're going to ask all of you on Facebook to join us on Rumble to where that is where we can go but I shouldn't need to do that but Leo, let me, I'm going to insert, in, interrupt your train of thought there. What about the person that would say, but it's your choice to be on this platform? 
So okay. that's not your freedom of speech. I will answer. I'll answer the question. Okay. For you. Uh, oh, oh, I was going to get to that, but go ahead. The, the answer to that is we, the same thing that would happen with, well, you don't have to go to that restaurant if you don't have the right skin color. You just don't have to go there. You don't have to fight to be able to have your right to be in a public or, space. Or you just, you don't have to take the jab, but you don't, you can't be a nurse at this hospital. Exactly. You don't take, you don't have to take the jab, but you, you can't get on an airplane. Right. It's your choice. There are certain inalienable rights that we have. And let me explain something and, to you. And all these other platforms are protected, by the way, as not being um, publishers. So if maybe if they were an independent company where they were publishers and weren't protected for being sued for being all these host of things, if they weren't protected, that would be different. But they're protected like the telephone company. Right. Okay. So this is my thought that I was having, um, was that we do not have freedom of religion. You think that you have freedom of religion. And to that guy, that pastor guy, people, pastors aren't preaching the church. Why would somebody want to go to church unless they could go to Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky's church, right. where he is a lion, where he is preaching the gospel, and COVID was the best thing that ever happened to the church because it's separating real Christians from fake Christians. A lot of people have said a prayer and they think that they're Christians. They think that they're practicing their faith, faith, but they are practicing a Chinese communist version of this is the version of Christianity that you may practice. Because let me tell you something. YouTube didn't crack down on me talking about election results. The government told YouTube to do that. And that's the other You Facebook did not crack down on us talking about uh, against Hillary Clinton or talking about Donald Trump. It was after 2016 when Hillary Clinton lost. Here's the thing. Prior to 2016, we could say anything. Alex Jones was saying the most radical, crazy things on YouTube. You could say anything that you wanted. And maybe you could say at that point you had some freedom of religion. But we do not have freedom of religion in America. And I dare you to start practicing it because guess what? This is in China. They allow certain churches. They allow the Catholic Church in China. They allow you to practice your faith as long as your faith aligns with their policies. And as long as, here's the thing, I know what my Bible says about gender and biology and sexuality, but the powers that be that are higher than Facebook and higher than Google and higher than YouTube at the government level are telling these these outlets do not allow people to preach the gospel do not allow people to say guess what co2 might be good co2 might make things green and maybe your climate nonsense is climate nonsense facebook has fact checkers do you get to fact check somebody's religious beliefs? Well, that's not a religious belief. It's a political belief. We have the idea that their politi politics is not separate from my faith. Nothing is separated from my faith. And they Everything goes through the filter of my faith. Of everyone's faith. Because the number one thing that we heard over and over again was what? They use the word trust. Trust the science. Trust evokes a belief. That meaning... 
You don't have to trust that the sky is blue. You don't have to trust that the grass is green. But when you put your trust in something, in America, we say, in God we trust. We so, believe. So they are asking us to have a religious view. So in my practicing my religion, okay, you know what happened? Uh, the reason we have America in the first place is because there were Christian nations that wouldn't allow Christians to practice their faith. Tinsdale. William Penn, John Bunyan, the John Locke, the list goes on and on and on of Christians who couldn't practice their Christian faith at one point or another. What does it mean to practice the pilgrims? Practicing my faith. You see, I believe that God talks to me and I talk to oh, God. Oh, hang on. Wait, I what? Bet. Come here, Gatlin. Oh, her mom's My here. Mommy's here. Oh. <laughs> we've got we've got a dog going home. I get to practice my beliefs. I get to practice my religion. I get to practice my faith. Okay? And when I talk to God and he talks to me, I should be allowed to say what I need to say and do what I need to do. And if God tells me to go sit in front of an abortion clinic, that's practicing my faith. If God tells me I need to have a second, you, you know, use my second amendment right to have a weapon. We're a Christian nation in America. There's a lot of Christian nations based on Christian principles. Do you have the ability to practice your faith? And I would say Arthur Pavlovsky does not. Um, and so he has a, um, he has a son who was at the Reawaken tour. And I'm going to play that clip for you guys. She, oh, that was a good speech, but we're going to skip that one. So at the Reawaken tour in, there we go. I'm going to screen share here. be here today from Canada because he's facing sentencing and uh, uh, he's been a great voice for freedom up there in Canada. How dare you come to my restaurant? How dare you come to my school? How dare you? In my homeland of Poland where I grew up, I witnessed the heavy hand of communism crush the spirit of my people. I did not emigrate here for my children to be enslaved again. When I emigrated to Canada, I believed I was uh, leaving those dark days behind. But I was wrong. The left already has a national blueprint in Canada. Consider the case of Pastor Artur Pavlovsky. Repeatedly, he was jailed just for holding church services. For 50 nights in a cage, they tried to strip me of my humanity. They want to throw me in prison for 10 years. For what? For giving a sermon to freedom fighters Ten at the years. American border. Fifteen arrests, hundred court cases, fifteen arrests, and I'm still standing in front of. Fifteen arrests. What did he say? For what? For giving a sermon to freedom fighters at the American border. Fifteen arrests, hundred. A hundred court cases, three hundred forty citations. Court cases, three hundred forty citations, and I'm still standing in front of. All those cars there. And they want to make an example out of Arthur. How come? Because 
Not on my watch. Not in Jesus' name. They no, no, four no. men from the same protest who no. have been behind bars in pre-trial custody just as I was. Wow. They made them serve 560 days 560 without having days. been found guilty of a crime. This is 560 days this is the kind of tyranny i am up against and this is the kind of tyranny your people are facing this is a call to action our god-given rights and freedoms are under threat like never before as the founding fathers have said is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery, slavery. Forbid it, Almighty God, mm, I know no. not what course of others may take, but as yes. for me, give me liberty or mm. give me death. Come on now. We no longer stay on the fence. Come it's on time now. To start waging a war against the globalist yes. tyrants in every sphere Lore. of society. In media, in academia, in mm -hmm. science, in government, mm -hmm. in every sphere of life. Ah. It is only you who can put a stop to the tyranny Woo. that our nations are facing. Yes. You have to remember that the piece of paper, constitution, or the declaration of the independence is not going to save you. Mm. The tyrants do not care about your piece of paper. You, you, you must care about your God and state. God, stand up, rights. fight. Do not quit, do not bow. In the scripture it says, I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not Oh, Psalm 118, baby. I pursued my enemies and I overtook them. I did not turn back until they were destroyed. I crushed them so they could not rise they and they fell beneath, beneath my, my feet. feet. I stand here as a living testament to the resilience of the human spirit, Woo! to the indomitable will of those who refuse to be silent. Yes! Let us come together, united oh! in our love for freedom, and ensure that the torture for liberty continues to burn brightly for generations to come. Here I stand. Thank come you on. so much. Love and you guys. And that was at the Reawaken Tour. You guys can go watch that on our channel on Rumble because we streamed it. <laughs> yes, we do. We uh, give our Rumble channel over to the Clay Clark crew. Every time they have a reawakened tour, we're happy and proud to do that. Uh, hit the um, hit the uh, next button right next door. We're going to go to Calvin Robinson over there in the UK where he's talking about nope, um, to the right. One more. It was to the right. No, we don't want you superficial lady over you. <laughs> Where's Calvin? Calvin. Right before a YouTube video. So come on, Calvin. Like he's on Find me, Calvin. Nope, there's Archer again. I think you closed him down. I did not close down. I think you did. I did not. Well, come hey, back to the wait, screen. Come back to the one. main screen. Come back to the main screen. Okay, fine. So bossy. Well, I, that's the only way you're going to find it. You're going to keep going around. Uh, Calvin Robinson, I love this guy out of the UK. Sometimes when we go over these, um, they I accidentally think it's close. right there. Play that one. Nope, there's Arthur again. You got the same one up like a ton of times. No, two times on accident. Um, I think it's just I think it, I think when we we must have closed out one, but it's okay. I never. We'll even find saw him. Calvin. We'll find Calvin Robinson. Uh, he's talking about the joining together the Ca Catholics and the Protestants here. So go ahead and just go to um, 
Just go to Calvin Robinson's face. Viva del Salvador. Oh, we're going to get that. Wait till we get wait to El Salvador. Wait till we get to El Salvador. Oh gosh, y'all are not even All right. Ready. The old dividing lines of evangelical and Catholic will fall away as Orthodox Christians across denominations uh, unite around a defense of Christianity. Oh, it was way over to the right. But go ahead. No, no. Just bring him up. It's one of his first ones. I love this guy. I like to find, I like to see what he's doing each week. Um, there we go. Here we go. He's so, I mean, eloquent. Yes. A vast majority of Church of England priests believe Britain can no longer be described as a Christian country, mm. says a New Times survey. Well, what are they doing about it? Mm. Pontificating over whether we should call God our Father in the Lord's Prayer. Yep. Promoting transgender persons to the position of archdeacon. Painting pride flags on the altar. Hosting drag queens in the sanctuary. Everything but evangelizing the nation. As Christians, we're called to disciple the nations. That is one of the primary vocations of deacons, priests, and bishops. Instead, it seems the Church of England is obsessed with adapting to the social norms of the secular world around it. Why disciple the nation when you can let the nation disciple you? Mm. A majority of those surveyed said they believed the church should change its teaching on gay marriage in the church, sex outside of marriage, and women's roles in the church. Huh. The church does not have the authority to change its teaching on these issues. They're doctrinal. Either the Church of England professes to be Christian, or it does not. Either she adheres to the creeds, or she leaves the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. There is no update feature in the faith. There is no capability for the church to get with the times. These priests had better repent, return to their <laughs> Bible for their goods and the good of the souls of the nation. The Times survey is not representative, though. The polling t tactics that they used were not up to scratch. I know many good priests within the Church of England who are livid at the results. But the point stands, why are there so many heretical priests among their ranks? Sex before marriage is fornication. Sex outside of marriage is adultery. Homosexual sex is sodomy. These are sins. It's not a kindness to affirm sinful lifestyles, however contemporary it may be. Priests are called to be loving in truthfulness, and their duty is the cure of souls. Mm. That means leading souls to Christ to be saved. By encouraging extramarital sex and homosexual acts, these modern priests are knowingly leading souls towards hell. Yep. Eternal damnation awaits uh. any so-called teacher of the faith who preaches acceptance of what God has called abominable. Uh-oh. It becomes clearer uh -oh. by the week with every false pronouncement that the Church of England is in a managed decline. And that the current hierarchy are not interested in saving it, or even saving souls, but in leaving behind a perfectly embalmed liberal corpse. Whoa. If there is a future for Christianity in England, it will come from a united front from the small O Orthodox faithful. Mm. The old dividing lines of evangelical and Catholic will fall away Boom. as Orthodox Christians across denominations unite yes. around defense of the Christian faith as it yes. comes under assault from the so-called liberal progressives yes. whose only God is social acceptance mm. and whose only doctrine is virtue signaling. Woo. England always has been and always will be a Christian country. Whoa. That does not mean there will always be a Church of England. Okay, yes. so, I so have, here's what I want to say on this. All right, so Leah... Let's say you, let's say there's a restaurant. It just says, you know, restaurant, Chinese food. Mm -hmm. Okay. You go into the Chinese restaurant mm -hmm. and 
there's no Chinese food in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. All right. As a matter of fact, it's it's a play place. They where where kids get to jump up and down in the bouncy houses and stuff. Okay. But the outside says it's a Chinese restaurant. Okay. With Chinese food. Okay. And you go in there and you expect to get Chinese food at the Chinese okay. restaurant. Okay. But they're a bouncy house for a play place for kids. Mm -hmm. You don't get to call yourself a restaurant if there's no food. And mm -hmm. you don't get to call yourself a Chinese restaurant if you've completely turned it into something else. Mm -hmm. And why would... This is a good analogy. I didn't intend for this to go this far. This is a great analogy. Why would you try to lure people in with food... And then it's a trap for children. <laughs> okay? There, this is, you don't get to do it. You don't get to do it. Now, there's a million analogies I'm sure that we could come up with. But with analogies aside, what they are doing yeah. is they are trying to gloss over sin. They are trying to sanctify sin. The whole point of Christianity is Jesus died for our sins. Okay? And they want to say there ain't no such thing as sin. And so you don't get to rewrite the Bible... And call yourself but a Christian. What I love and I really want to focus on is what does it mean to be a Christian? And the small O Orthodox Christian. And, you know, we had uh, John Yep from Catholics for Catholics put on an amazing event for us here in Ohio to help support life. And he brought in uh, General Flynn, who's Catholic, Abby Johnson, who's Catholic, and Jim Caviezel, who's Catholic. And they prayed to Mary for a little bit. And we prayed to God, our Father, with them while they prayed to Mary. And uh, But we stood together on the principles of uh, life, of of uh, reaffirming everybody's gender the way God created them, created in the image of God. And so there are uh, people from the Catholics now that are, are moving away from the uh, the woke Catholics. And there's people from the Protestants over here and they're moving away from the woke Protestants. And we're joining together in what God would say, my church. And you can operate and do your faith the way you feel like you want to do your Christian faith. But we have core principles. These biblical principles um, are not to be denied. I think that's really powerful what he said. We're joining together on these things. Um, and it's, it is just really powerful. All right. So let's start on the left here. I want to pop through some of these things. This is what we call a commercial break. Okay. This is, what is the, this? the the, the cap, capybaras. No. Uh, here, I absolutely love them. My commercial breaks. This came in my feed, and I love them. And we are going to take a minute are and these, watch. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are these hamsters? They are no. Are these they, blown up, photoshopped hamsters? No, they're a little bit like beavers. They're swimmers, and they're in South America. And this is part of no, my world news no. show. They are blown up hamsters, or gerbils, guinea pigs. They live in. Whoa! They live in Panama, Colombia, Venezuela. No, they don't. Brazil. No, they don't. They are semi-aquatic and will spend most of their time in dense vegetation on rivers, lakes, ponds, marshes, and swamps. This is fake. This is Chad GPT. And I love them. This can't be real. I've never seen anything like this. They're like. What is this capybara? <gasps> Where'd they go? I just, oh, I love them. They're all getting lost in that water. 
Hippopotamus. Yeah. All right. So there's our commercial break. Now we're going back to the you, Les. We talked about this last week. Uh, this is where Sadiq Khan and his woke ideology uh, has these super spy cameras all over London, and he wants to take your license plate and tax you to oblivion so that you can't drive through uh london because this is not just a london the issue this is an issue that affects anybody that goes in and out of london be it for work or to go to a hospital appointment or or for pleasure or whatever it might be uh, i've just done a constituency surgery tour uh, around 23 villages in my constituency and ulez actually came up multiple times from people who need to take a van into london in order to work and they say the additional money will just make them uncompetitive uh, compared to those uh, with with newer vehicles and they're they're either just not going to go into london or they're not going to win the work because the extra 1250 they'll have to pass on to the consumer just won't work it, it's also going to be a big problem for public services because i know here in buckinghamshire my council struggles to recruit to uh, things like social carers uh, and, mm. and jobs like that within local government because the attractiveness of going into Hillingdon or Harrow or those London outer London boroughs to get London waiting is very, very high. But everybody in those relatively low paid jobs is suddenly going to be caught out. So some of these people, it, what, it, what they've done is they're, they're trying to limit the traffic in London by taxing you going in and out of London. But all that's going to do is harm people, the low-income people. So it's, it's a classist. Yeah. Um, what uh, they're doing is they are systematically trying to keep the poor out of London so that yeah. they can keep it rich and posh. That is exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, I would say that. Low emission zone to all 32 boroughs of London. It's going to go all the way out to Greater London. One of the reasons he's doing that is he wants to cut down on toxic air. How do you measure toxic air? One way you can do it is by using one of these. This tool measures toxic air in cubic meters. Air quality in here is good. So anything above 10 micrograms per cubic meter is, according to the World Health Organization, over the safe limit. Today we've gone on the London Underground. We've gone to several stations, we've tried several uh, different locations trying to figure out how polluted London Underground really is. 145, and you'd think if one of the most important reasons to introduce the ULEZ is to cut down on toxic air and save lives, that would be one of the most important areas that you'd focus on. Okay, so already we're at Pimlico Station. Here we are at 17.5 micrograms per cubic meter. We're gonna go down into the platform. This, this is how unhealthy it is at Pimlico Station. It's about, about lunchtime on the train and see how it goes. Okay, we're still at 90. Wait for the train to move and then we'll see how it's doing then. 145. Okay, so there we are. From 140 all the way down to 1.9 just by getting that back up to the surface. Fortunately, where we are currently, it's 2.4. Cars driving by at all times because we're in central London. But fear not, everything is fine. Cheers. So basically putting you on the underground causes you basically to die. But see, they're not really trying to save you, Leah. They're trying to save the planet. Okay, so well, there's a difference. let's roll um, prof geologist professor, professor Ian Plimmer on uh, carbon dioxide and human emissions here. I don't have opinions. 
I have demonstrable facts. Mm. <laughs> these facts are validated and these facts are repeatable. Fact number one, no one has ever shown that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. Never been shown. And if it could be shown, then you would have to show that the 97% of emissions, which are natural, do not drive global warming. Game over. We are dealing with a fraud. It's a scientific fraud from day one. We hear the propaganda that increases of the gas of life, a trace gas in the atmosphere, will bring a disaster and that we will have runaway global warming. Sorry, folks, we've known for 200 years from chemistry that it's the exact inverse. Now, I'm sure some of you tried this last night at the dinner with a champagne or a beer and you forgot to drink it and it warmed up and it kept bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. And that is the inverse solubility of carbon dioxide. We've known that for 200 years. We see it from the ice cores. When we drill into ice, we have chemical fingerprints that tell us what the temperature was and we have little bits of trapped air. And we can show that when we had natural warming, some 650 to 6,000 years later, we had an increase in carbon dioxide. It's not carbon dioxide that drives temperature, it's the exact inverse, another fraud. <laughs> That's really interesting. It's um, temperature that drives carbon dioxide. Which makes absolute sense. And here's the thing, it, they've been trying to tell us that the opposite for years, but I am a very intelligent person. And when it gets really hot outside, the air quality it's is diminished good, and yeah. it's hard to breathe, mm -hmm. okay? So this whole idea that the CO2 is driving the temperature and not the other way around is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. Um, I actually have another interesting. So we have here uh, meat con conspiracy. Uh, it's an agenda to uh, remove growth from society. Uh, the Daily Skeptic author Chris Morrison shares about shares a stark warning as he explains the danger of Sigi Khan. He's the mayor of London's uh, C40 group. These mayors that he wants to, to tackle um, climate change and climate and everything like that. And they really just want you to die. Uh, C40 is a group of 100 mayors around the world uh, and it's been chaired since 2021 by Sadiq Khan and uh, if you look at what they write you will see very clearly the agenda that they're following and it's an agenda that uh, you know as, as we, you were talking about before it's an agenda to remove growth from human society it's an agenda to control us it's an agenda to take away our cars our gas boilers everything that is worthwhile um, in society. I've uh, been on this planet a few decades and up until recently it was all about left and right debated how you got progress, whether you use the state, whether more private enterprise. This is all gone now. The Conlab Green blog um, has focused on this imaginary climate crisis which they've invented, which is not backed by, uh, by, by actual anything uh, that you would call a theory. It's, it's unproven hypothesis. And what they're doing 
is they're looking to reduce consumption and uh, they provide the background for that. And so the headline uh, things that they do, of course, are 44 grams of meat by 2030 a day. Which, a daily which equates amount. to next to nothing. It equates to two small meatballs. I, I measured it out uh, in okay. the interest of, of, okay, of research. Okay, so 44, uh, 44 grams of meat is 0 0.09 pounds. It's not, it's, it's not, even, it's, it's not anything. He said it's two small meatballs. 2,500 um, 2, calories a day as a, as a ration, which is actually less than a working man would have got in the Second World War. Uh, nine or eight uh, clothing items. Uh, they talk about... 11 teaspoons. It's 44 grams. About... Uh, in a uh, year. In a year. Uh, uh, two flights every three years. Short haul, no long haul. So if you have relatives in America or in Australia, we're back to the 1950s where you waved them goodbye and you never saw them again. And this is a dystopian world. This is a world that is, is hiding in plain sight because, uh, as I say, uh, it, it, it's a world where they talk about international, national and local, and it's all connected. And who funds C40? All the usual suspects. Uh, all of the green billionaire uh, funders, who obviously are doing very well out of this um, uh, subsidy-rich green technology revolution. You have George Soros is behind it. You have Christopher Holm, who runs the Children's Funds Investment Foundation. Big, big... Uh... But I can guarantee you that with all of these ideas that they want to put forth, there will be a tax that you can pay to increase your meatballs, that you will be able to well, pay to increase your travel, right? Yeah. And so it won't matter to the big guys because they will just pay to be able to continue life as they like. Here's Bill Gates. Bill Gates calls private jets his guilty pleasure with a collection of $2 million. 200. $200 million. He has invested billions in the world's largest private jet service provider. So he provides private jets to billionaires. That's how he makes a ton of his money. And he wants to tell us to just to, to not eat meat and, and to, don't fly and to don't fly. Now, now look at this is very interesting. Lithium. There isn't enough lithium on the planet to replace 2 billion electric vehicles. The manufacturers know that governments know that, and the UN knows that, a worldwide lithium shortage should come as soon as 2025. That's what you want for the electric cars and everything they want right. us to get. They're but Leah, the technology will be there instead of lithium. I hate these batteries. People. Speaking of hating people, this is, the, uh, this is Leeds Festival in the UK. Uh, music declares emergency eco camp. And this is how they left it when they were done. Well, it can't be left because there's tents there. It's probably just like during. They're over. No, they left their tents. They couldn't have left their tents. Nobody leaves all those tents. It had to be during. I'm sure it was like during the event. Well, I don't know. I don't see any people. Leah, nobody leaves that many tents. I don't know. Although you don't see any people. Where are all the people? That that's that's the that this is how they left it. That's how they left it, Michelle. That's trash everywhere. There's no people. Who leaves all those tents though? I don't get it. Nobody does that. Unless you're an eco warrior. That that's how eco warriors roll. Okay, get on, get 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 in it, get in it, or 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 you know, get off the butt, you know, poop or get off the pot. That's happening in London is an 
it's beyond belief. You know, Dick Turpin was hanged for highway robbery, and and all that can is about is is highway mm. robbery. Uh, I, to be to be honest with you, you know, the activity of the Blade Runners, you know, the the disabling of the yes. of the cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am not I am not in any way surprised by that. I, effectively, what has been going on in terms of the you know the Blade Runners and the protests and the legal actions, it's a it's a de facto referendum on Cannes mm -hmm. policy and it clearly is a resounding yeah because you know, because Neil isn't no. the worry isn't the worry Neil we're just giving up on democracy because it doesn't seem to make a difference but how do we deal with this I mean does there need to be a political revolution of some form in this I, country I, 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 I uh, political revolution I don't see the solution coming from the world of politics because the world of politics I, I would say is hopelessly compromised hopelessly toxic hopelessly poisonous uh, I increasingly I, I fail really to comprehend why people put up with it. We should be dismissing these people by our actions. To be quite honest with you, uh, if all the if people if people drove into London in whatever vehicle they wanted and then subsequently received fines, if everyone put those fines in the bin, yes, these, just yeah, because just right, because legislation comes forward does not make it lawful. Yes, and it's the responsibility of people in the face of egregious wrong by impertinent servants and you know can is a public servant it's the obligation the responsibility and the right of people to uh, to re to rebel against it and, and if that is the, all that people are left with as an alternative then that is how they now that... I, we probably should take a, a second since we've been covering a lot of uk and let me read some comments yeah but let me just play while you do these are called these are the blade well, you runners can't play anything while i read comments okay it's only 15 seconds these are okay. the, what they're calling themselves the blade runners they're just a politician. You think I'm an idiot? They're just they um. The Blade Runners are de deactivating these um these cameras that are take take pictures of your license plate and then send you. So there's no camera there. They've right. decided. They okay. Go ahead. So this is not the first time that people in the UK have not paid fines. Oh yeah. When it comes to the BBC license that you need, a lot of you guys just kind of. If you own a television in the UK, you have to pay a license fee just for owning for the BBC. Television. For to the BBC, just for yeah. owning the and TV. And a lot of you guys don't pay that anymore. Yeah. Um, so let me read some comments over here from Britt Baza. He says, the official report that states London is polluted by conventional cars, buses, vans, and lorries. Those are the giant, um, we call them Big Mac trucks here. Uh, was actually funded by the Greater London Assembly or Khan's own mayoral office. So not really an independent report yep. because the guy was paid to write the report by Khan. Yep. Um, he says, Michelle, these festivals are absolutely disgusting for the rubbish left behind. People buy brand new tents, then just leave them after they finished with them. Um, that is insane. I've never seen anything like that. If I'm going to buy a new tent, like that's going to be my tent for like, I can't even imagine that kind of waste. Uh, James says we need widespread non-compliance to put these tyrants in check. Um, Salty Mama says trees take carbon dioxide, dioxide from us and converts it to oxygen. It's God's brilliance. The need to get off of destroying our lands and clean them up. Well said. Um, finishing Britt Baza's uh, sentence says, but in the defense of the organizations, they don't put bins out because of terrorism attacks in these sites. That's very strange. Never heard of that before. Um, let's see over here. 
Um, Jamie says, what about disposal of batteries and the toxic effects mm -hmm. on the planet? Yeah. Yes. Very well said. Um... Uh, Ty says, go to NASA's website, search underwater volcano eruptions, send large amounts of hot steam into upper atmosphere that will warm Earth's temperature for several years. That mm. eruption was last year, not man-made, but all the climate idiots won't tell you that. Mm. Um, Jamie says, God controls the weather. Man used chemtrails, manipulated this. Uh, however, the sun does have sunspots. Um... So, yeah, good comments. You guys are doing a great job. Well, I'm going to do what I call another commercial break, which is a story that I feel is kind of a little bit out there. Um, doesn't really fit in with anything else, but I feel like this does because there is, there are things that do damage the atmosphere and there is pollution. And so if you were driving around with a radioactive car, I would, I would say that would be a bad thing for the environment. Well, it turns out that in Central Europe, because of... Um, the um the in the aftermath of the weapons tests after the second world war in central europe and chernobyl there are radioactive wild boar that are unsafe to eat roaming the forests and the fields in central europe and that is an environmental disaster so in a new study published in the american chemical society's environmental science and technology journal Researchers from Vienna University of Technology said Europe was covered in radioactive uh, cesium contamination following the Chernobyl power plant accident four decades ago. Most of the radioactivity was uh, cesium-137, uh, but a much larger, uh, longer-lived form called cesium-135 from nuclear fission was also found. Over the years, cesium-137 declined in most wild animals. But what piqued the interest of researchers was why wild boars' radioactivity remained unchanged. In a simplified summary, ACS explained in a press release how the researchers were able to determine the nuclear explosions from the mid-20th century were responsible for today's radioactive boar in Germany. The researchers worked with hunters to collect wild boar meat from across southern Germany and then measured the samples of cesium-137 with a gamma-ray detector. To determine the origin of the radioactivity, the team compared the amount of cesium-135 to cesium-137 with a sophisticated mass spectrometer. Previous studies showed that this radio ratio clearly indicates sources. A high ratio points to nuclear weapons explosions, whereas a low ratio implicates nuclear reactors. So, the team observed that 88% of the 48 meat samples exceeded German regulatory limits for radioactive cesium in food. For samples with elevated levels, the researchers calculated the ratios of cesium-137 to cesium-137 and found that nuclear weapons testing supplied between 10 and 68% of contamination. So, it really wasn't all from Chernobyl. It was from testing nuclear weapons, and now you can't eat the boar. Oh, That's dear. kind of sad. Okay. I feel bad for the boar, As actually. a pig farmer, yes, this is... You know, feel bad for them. Heck, they get to live. That's true. That's true, they do. They get to live. All right, let's go to El Salvador. Yay, uh, because let's I want to make sure we get this story in um, for, for our show here today. And I got... We got stuff to do, people to see. All right. The president of El Salvador has done something that no one in the world has done in recent memory. He has turned a country that was made fun of, mocked, ridiculed 
And known as like the most dangerous in South America. Known as the most dangerous in South America into one of the safest countries in the world. Now, how did he do it, Michelle? Well, he's a Christian. He's a Christian, number one. So I think he's doing it through the power of God. But in actuality, he is cracking down. He arrested like pretty much anybody that's known or associated with MS-13. Well, and they're pretty easy to find. They tattooed from head to toe. Yes. Literally, probably every orifice in their body has ink on it. Yes. Um, and he, he has cracked down on that. And the but actual- some people that are not so easy to find. S crooked politicians. He has been cracking down on the crooked politicians. Yes. yes. And he has just come up with, are we going to show clips of the prison? Yes. Uh, with a new uh, wide set, widespread prison that's like heavy lockdown. Like he is literally taking in hand all criminality and making El Salvador safe again. It's amazing. So first clip I want to play for you guys is actually, so he follows a lot of the, he follows Tucker. Yeah. He follows the right wing. Corey pundits. Gray told us that, by the way. Okay. You gotta give credit he where credit is, is due. Exactly. So Corey asked us to This is of, all thanks to Corey. We covered El Salvador, El Salvador and the arrest of the MS-13 gang members like a month ago. And then Corey sent us these, he's like, you need to check out Bukaleg. You need to see what he's doing. And we were like, he went deeper into it. He told us, he, you know, cause Corey is in Nicaragua and he said, you know, nobody is doing what he's doing. He's only 42 years old. Corey said that he uh, got rid of, he's cutting down on the cost. He got rid of a ton of the mayors. He's, he literally, in a clip that I'm going to show you in a speech, calls out the corrupt, the corrupt guys and the camera pans over to the ones that don't clap during his speech. Right. Okay. He literally is kind of, a, he's, he's a smart guy. He is a, a highly educated guy. He is, he calls himself the philosopher king. And you know, Corey, Corey Gray essentially said, I'm putting words in his mouth, but he kind of pretty much said that. Bugale is making it look like Trump never did a thing. Well, that's true. In comparison. Absolutely true. I want you guys to hear what he has to say about what's happening in our country. Uh, the demise of the U.S. has to come from within. Mm. Right? The enemies have to be inside, mm. not, not really outside. No, no, no external enemy can, could, can cause so much damage as internal. It's an internal operation. You're, here, you're watching internal operations here. You, you can see them in, the, in cities, cities that were pristinely beautiful 30 years ago are wastelands right now. You would see people, I mean, I'm from El Salvador, a third world country in Central America. And myself, I can see cities here and say, I don't want to, I want to live here. So that, that would be unthinkable three decades ago. Totally unthinkable. That a Salvadoran wouldn't want to live in a U.S. city, in a U.S. main city. I mean, Los Angeles, San New York, Francisco, Chicago. Yeah. Well, uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore. When you look how the cities are eroding so fast, this has to be by design. I mean, who? who I mean, who would make so many stupid decisions? <laughs> like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna give you money for drugs. Really, they're doing that. In some cities, they're giving people drugs. I mean, they're literally giving people drugs in some U.S. cities. Or they say, okay, we're going to give you money if you don't work. Or we're going to, you know, they make all of these laws that make no sense. Or if All right, so play the next video. This is an El, the El Salvador uh, public uh, announcement for COVID. And uh, try to do that here in America. Mantener un estilo de vida saludable también ayuda. Lifestyle also helps to reduce the complications from COVID-19. Older adults and people with obesity 
and high blood pressure, diabetes, and chronic illness. Go ahead. Are the groups at the most risk of mortality? Try following these recommendations. Maintain a healthy and balanced diet. To try to hit your ideal weight. Practice outdoor activities to get fresh air and sunlight. Something your body needs to produce vitamin D. Drink at least two liters of water each day to keep your kidneys healthy. Cut down on stress by spending time on yourself, such as practicing yoga or reading a book. Try to sleep at least six hours per night. Include citrus fruits as lemons, oranges, or tangerines in your diet. Avoid alcohol and foods in high sugar or saturated fat. Now more than ever, we must take care of each other. Stay healthy. Ah, no way. Yes. That's their COVID-19 prevention. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I have another video here from a guy who. You know what happens if you do a commercial like that here? You get sued like Dr. Eric Naputi. Yeah. No kidding. Then we have a guy who went to El Salvador. El Salvador is completely safe. It's 100% safe. You are not going to get robbed. We're not going to have a problem. You are not going to get shook down it's it's shockingly safe but with that being said i'd like to tell a little bit of a story from talking to some people over here and understanding a little bit of the history of el salvador four years ago it was at its worst okay literally the most dangerous place in the world and it was ran by the gangs and buleki came in sorry if i'm pronouncing his name wrong i apologize but president he came in and got it completely under control. And that is not an easy thing to do because who he's running against is going to go the opposite approach. And I'm sure he was getting paid off by the drug dealers. And yet Buleki comes in and sticks to his guns and cleans this country up. It's an unbelievable accomplishment. It's amazing. I mean, right now there's, there's people out. It's nine o'clock at night. It's lively, it's safe. El Salvador is a place that you need to travel to. An American needs to travel here. It, it is as safe as it gets, I promise you. I'm feeling it. People are coming up to me, telling me that they will protect me. El Salvador, in particular San Salvador, needs to be on people's travel list for 2023, 2024, moving forward. It has a lot of potential in 10, 15 years from now, I promise you, El Salvador will be a powerhouse in Central America. That's what I got. I agree with that 100%. Very, very well done. And uh, Bubleki, is that? Bukele. 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 He, um, he's, he is, he's doing some crazy things. He's now, you called amazing. him a new president. My understanding is that he's been president for four years. Relatively new, but new but, on you know, the he's scene. Been president. He's been on the scene, but he's the... the, the he, that, what I'm saying is that means he started when he was 38. Yeah. Yeah, I think he started as, as the world's uh, youngest president. Uh, I have a really interesting video here of the British moving to um, El Salvador. Oh, get out. Yeah, I think Is it one more over? I'm not screen sharing yet. Okay, I think it's this one. Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm moving. That's it. Let's go. I mean, Corey Gray went to Nicaragua. Why mm. can't we go to El Salvador and just enjoy it? Come on. <laughs> Untold, untold nasty emissions of poison this, all 
over so. this area. Um, we, are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are we are saying, with regards to baking, um, if, if, if you must bake in a tent, bake in a tent, but please don't. But I, I just feel so much happier here. It's almost like, you know, bottling it up for so long and then you can actually talk freely about something without being judged. I think, yeah, I, I think We've, we've found our people here. Yeah. And that is such a great feeling. It's a sigh of relief. Hi, my name's Dave and I'm originally from London. And I'm Hannah and I'm originally from Somerset in the UK. And we've just made the move from Dorset to El Salvador. We decided to um, pack up our bags and leave from the beautiful countryside of um, Dorset to the other side of the world. Um, I think because uh, there's quite a few children that have come here with their families that are in quite a similar situation to us. Yeah. They didn't like the way things <coughs> were going in their own country and they've come here yeah. for a bit of freedom, a life to be honest, you know, life is worth, life is there to live isn't it? So. And that's been a complete breath of fresh air to be able to sort of come here and speak to people openly, freely, um, you know, with the events that have been going on over the past couple of years. Yeah to kind of keeping your views to yourself and yeah. feeling like you're walking on eggshells all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can just come here and express yourself openly and, mm. you know, everyone's... I, I did feel very nervous at the beginning because I wasn't sure whether people would agree with my views. Um, mm. So I was kind of keeping it to myself until they said, ah, you're not on holiday, are you? You're here to stay. <laughs> for, for Leo's future, um, I, I think it's brighter here than it is in the UK, you know. Since I just see the UK becoming more and more authoritarian, despite what people who live there might think, um, you know, because we've, we've been sold on this idea that the UK is a free country and we've got rights and choices and we can do everything we want to do. But, you know, I think 2020 showed that that's not the case. Um, and I, I don't see it as a particularly free country anymore. When we first moved to the West Country in 2020, I think Leo had just turned three, three and a half. Um, so he missed out on a lot of you know, his, his early development, spending time with um, other children and um, you know, having a, a normal childhood. It was difficult seeing him not being able to go out and visit his friends. Um, at some point we realised that it wasn't going to be two and a half weeks, it wasn't going to be three months, it was looking more like six months, it was looking more like 12 months, it was looking like there wasn't going to be an end to it. And I just don't know that that is somewhere that I would want to bring my, my child up, you know. And now for something completely different. The Chancellor of the Exchequer and the Bank of England have said by 2030, Britcoin, a central bank digital currency, will be up and running. Do you want the government to have a backdoor into your wallet? You could think, for example, of just who's watching what I do with my money. Uh, um, so in a scenario like we've seen in the last two years, um, they've now got the ultimate tool of control to enforce whatever they want to enforce. Um, and for me, that's a, that's a huge danger. Um, you know, for our freedoms and our, our liberties. What is the point in going to work, getting an education, going through all that, so that you can earn a good wage, so that you can enjoy, you know, what you've earned, if you don't have control of the money, if someone else has got control of your money? I think it's going to hit maybe Canada and U US before it hits the UK. I mean, that's how money works. 
if they're in a country or you've got La Libertad which is the real local kind of area um, yeah. but I like it around there because you've got all the it's market convenient. stalls it's close by isn't it there's, yeah. there's better places I think if you go a bit further out there's some, there's some better yeah I mean you've got Zaragoza which is about halfway between here and the city yeah. um, and you've got a nice little shopping mall kind of there uh, a few shops, you know, just a few shops that you San need. Martin, and, oh yeah, San Martin cafes in uh, La Jolla. La Jolla is really nice. We thought the country would be like Mexico, didn't we? In, yeah. In that sense. Um, but yeah, the, the roads are all nice and tarmac. The cars are all orderly. Mm. Um, relative to Mexico, which is kind of yeah. crazy and all over yeah. the place. Yeah, I'm quite surprised actually. As soon as we got off that plane, yeah, it the was just is you know almost new tarmac, new lines in the road, yeah. uh, street lights everywhere. And and as you're coming towards Surf City, this is what I love: is those those blue and oh the blue yeah, and white the, lights. The signs that they did. It's oh, like Salvador the flag. Salvadorian flag. Yeah, yeah, that is, that yeah. Is cool. that's really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's sort and of almost then, like welcome to Surf City, El Salvador. And the shopping kind of malls thing. as well, they're, they're, they're as good as any shopping mall you'd find yeah. anywhere in the world. Yeah. Really. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know what I was expecting. I know, I know that's the honest. thing, wasn't it? it was kind of... Well, on the second night. I, 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 kind of, <laughs> I kind of went missing a little bit, didn't I? You kind of went missing a little bit. Um, um, you decided that you wanted to go out. Yep. Um, 10 o'clock at night. To get some milk. To get some milk. <laughs> uh, second you, night in the country, one of the most dangerous countries in the world, apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. And uh, yeah, he goes missing and, uh, for two hours, uh, left his phone behind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, I'd, I'd gone out and uh, I'd found a shop and there was a guy in there that spoke English. He was the only guy around and uh, um, he, spoke English. he spoke English. And he's like, oh, where are you from? Are oh, you from England? I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, come and have a drink with us. Come and have us a drink. So I was like, well, I'll have one and then I'll leave. Yeah, yeah, just have one. Just have one. Yeah, so bearing in like, mind, he already had about four before he left. Yeah, I was having <laughs> a few on the balcony. Um, it, was, it was a lovely sunset. We were looking over at these uh, mountains on our balcony. And we're thinking, oh, this is such a nice place. Let's just have a few drinks after dinner. You know, beautiful. Leo is in bed. And then he said, yeah, I'll just pop out just for, you know, just to get some milk. I uh, said, okay, don't be long because um, you know you don't know this place. It's um, you know it's all new. Just yeah. just don't get lost, please. Uh, <laughs> and I th I honestly thought he got lost, um, and I thought he he can't find his way home. What what am I going to do? I don't have any SIM card. I can't contact him because his phone is with me. Um, yeah, so there, like there, there was a point where you was wondering if perhaps I'd been kidnapped by some gang and you was going to get a, a ransom call. And uh... yeah, well, I thought that was the ransom call, but thank uh, goodness it wasn't. Well, I was okay. Yeah, I was fine. I was um, happily having yeah. a drink with the locals. And uh, and this guy, I was happy. You wasn't happy. Yeah, but, I was. Uh, yeah. I was really, really worried. I thought I'd lost you for a minute. <laughs> but basically, it was safe, and she was safe, and I just feel like that was absolutely hilarious. Let me read some comments from Corey. De la selva. Okay, pause there okay. Before we get into this, Corey says we need to keep our kingdom people, the president of El Salvador, in prayer. Mm -hmm. We have a foothold for Jesus, and more are rising in the pipeline. Central America, Nicaragua as well, will be a light to shine to the world of what is possible with God. Yeah. He says, deal with crime, deal with corruption. No one who is corrupt 
should feel protected and the and that they can harm the people. Mm. Just as the communists try and get their people in power and support them, God's people have true authority and we should help all God's people rise and let them govern as God leads them, yeah. as well as pray for wise counsel surrounding them. The voice of the demons bound and the voice of the Holy Spirit amplified. The USA can do what El Salvador did. We must look at each state as a nation. Uh, yes. As well as mint our own gold and silver and take yes. back dominion of our states. He says the major difference between uh, the Nayib and the Trump is that Nayib, a.k.a. Bukele, uh, takes action when he talks. Trump mm. talks and then little action. Mm. He didn't arrest Hillary, which is what caused the growth of witchcraft. Yeah. Nayib is yeah. quick to uh, arrest, to do good regardless of what people will say. Trump worried about what people would say. Now, I can't agree more with Corey there. I totally no, agree. And, he, and, and, he and I love Trump. Really and I, pre- I, 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 I voted for him and he's my president. But, but he more wasn't action. doing enough. More action. Arrest Holy the people. Holy and Michelle. Are... He couldn't. He was bound by all this, all these things and all this. Da, 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 no, 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 no. And there honestly, were so many things that he could have done and did not do. I think that what they're doing right now with the Trump uh, cases is they want to flip it on him. So that when, if he got back in power, like, you knew it was wrong that they did that to you. So now you so can't don't arrest do it Hillary. To other, yeah, that's true. You know, because he said your you'd be in jail. Opponents, you'd be in jail. Don't jail your political Speaking opponents. of jail, here, uh, there, he's actually getting a tour here of the new jails here. I mean, he's kind of skipped through it. So we MS-13 need to. Um, I want you guys to hear their voices, but you need. Ahorita nos encontramos en un área de ingreso único. Here we are at the entrance point. Lo primero que debemos de garantizar. The first thing we must ensure to make order, maintain order, control and discipline within this prison. Is is that no illicit objects are allowed to enter this confinement center. To do this, we have cutting-edge technology, including X-ray scanners. Here we can guarantee that everyone who will be transferred here, all of those terrorists, you can even see inside the body. You can see their lungs, their bones. That's correct, Mr. President. This is to make sure that no written notes or orders are smuggled in, such as the ones that were detected at the start of your administration. This is one of the measures we take using cutting-edge technology throughout this confinement center as well as through manual inspections to make sure that the government has full control of the prison to guarantee this we make sure to perform, perform these entry inspections mr president we can think back and remember how the previous administrations, such as ARENA and FLM, and handed the prisons over to these terrorist groups. And the Salvadorian people can also remember how they would bring sound systems in, they would bring prostitutes in, all sorts of things, everything, Mr. President. They had computers, that's right, television screens, PlayStations, modems, cell phones. It's totally different. I think people can see now that this is totally different from before. This is the first world, a first world facility, Mr. President. It's up to the standard of what the state has a duty to defend. The security of the Salvadorian people. Here we can see the second stage, the intake system. It's important to remember that the people who will be held here, the terrorists who will be held here, are the high-ranking members of the gangs, the historic leaders, the program, the click leaders. There will also be local leaders 
runners and gang, gang trig triggermen, all of the homeboys who were part of these terrorist structures will be held here in this confinement center just as you have instructed. So it is important to individually register each one in the prison information system. That will be done here by each of these workers when inmates are transferred here. So let's skip ahead here because there's this is a 31-minute video. We can't yeah. watch all of it. And I want to get to some of the, um, the different highlights. With our highly trained personnel and all of the gear they need to perform their duties. With appropriate protection from any threats that they may face. This is the Prison Riot Intervention Squad. We have a fully stocked armory for any type of intervention to be able to react as needed. We can also take preventative action and use the sophisticated equipment at our disposal to perform daily searches and to obtain any information we need to take counterintelligence actions to stop criminals and maintain peace and tranquility. As you have instructed, we will make sure that no orders make it from the outside walls, nor will there be communication among the different prison modules. That's why we have a squad and all of these tools to take these actions. This is a group that will operate within this prison and be on alert 24 hours a day. You can see all their protective gear. So uh, we'll get in. I want, I want to skip ahead to a couple other spots, but just to remind you, this is, I was talking to Corey Gray about this and he's the one that sent us this video. You can tell that this video is very professional. It's pre-planned. It's pre-scripted. It is well thought out. They are they are covering the whole host of things. They are explaining that our their prisons, our prisons, their prisons recent or uh, in the past had allowed prostitutes in. All of these orders were getting in from outside. They were running. If they were running the jails, yeah, they were running the prisons. Well, they were they were running their gang in yeah. from inside the prison. Exactly. And so what I love that they have again pre-scripted and put into this video is. As you have ordered, Mr. President, as you have asked us to do, as and you have said that this should be done. The way uh, he, he um, Bugle has taken this on is a, like an act of war. The, these gang members were, a, were basically terrorists. They call them terrorists. And that they were almost on foreign soil. Yeah. And so they're acting this is a criminal, a war criminal. Right. Not just everyday gang criminals exactly forward here a little bit let's see i want to get to the um the you need to see this um i don't i might have already missed it the uh the solitary confinement that they had is really 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 intense um let's see there's there are there is a gym it looks like we can skip over that um let's see what this is yeah. They need to know that they are here to work. They are here to pay their debt and work. And all of that work must produce something for society. For them to compensate for some of the harm that they have caused. Yes, they won't be able to make up for what they've done, but they can try to compensate for it some. Mr. President, here we are entering in Zone 2, one of the other modules. Here we will be able to see... And the population will be able to see how the state demands respect. Here we guarantee control, order, and discipline. These are the modules where they will be held. But first, Mr. President, we will show you a demonstration of an intervention to take control. 
de la toma del control del módulo 3 de la zona de Good evening, Mr. President. Allow me to address you now. Subcommissioner Walter, National Civilian Police Riot Squad, requesting permission to perform the maneuvers and to maintain and reestablish order in the prison, sir. Permission granted. This is so great. Thank you, sir. This is, I love it. On alert. On guard. Oh, boy. Here they go. Advance. There's a lot of, there's a lot of right guys. It looks like a scene out of Star Wars, I kid you not. They look like stormtroopers. And look at this facility, and for our podcast listeners, you can't quite wrap your brain around the intensity of this facility, this prison. Um... I would not want to be housed in there. I mean, it just seems so cold. It's very concrete. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so let's see. We'll just skip ahead to the end here. And because uh, we can't, we can't. You guys just need to watch it all. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it. Well, I want you to get to the speech. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get to the speech. So he made a speech, and it is in Spanish. So I want you to to click over to that and uh, play a little bit of that because that is really powerful. Do you have it queued up? I don't is have it. Where you want it? No, I don't. You start at the beginning? You start, well, not the beginning, beginning, but. Uh, his wife's obviously pregnant. So, Corey says, by the way, he is building another prison just like this for all the corrupt businessmen as reported two months ago. Right. The largest prison in Central America, independent power and water supply, cell phone jammers, seven walls of perimeter. They're shouting his name. Y que sean 50 años más. Querido pueblo salvadoreño. Do you want me to read it or in a second? No lo digo para jactarnos. Let's see. You want to come All right. After four years, El Salvador is a different country. Nobody could deny this. Not even the opposition. We have worked, um, we've had to work really so hard here to make it here. I don't have to repeat the story because Salvadorians know it well. They know firsthand what it is like to live in a country controlled by terrorists. No freedom, no hope. Nothing. And to achieve what we have done has not been the work of just a few people. It has been a titanic effort by thousands of Salvadorians. Some of them even gave their lives to save others. Now we have a level of security that other Latin American countries only dream of. I don't say it to boast, rather so that each of us might take a step back and consider what we have achieved. We are no longer afraid. We stopped our free fall and began to fly beyond even our own expectations. Beyond, oh. The smallest country of the Americas mm. is now an example for larger countries with more resources. 
because these achievements in security are indisputable. <laughs> it is now normal for Salvadorians to walk at 9 o'clock at night through their community or to cross streets that were once forbidden or to play in the park with friends from another neighborhood. Until recently, these things that are simple in other countries would have been unthinkable in El Salvador. Salvadorians lived in a state of anxiety under a highly organized and effective terrorist structure with its tentacles spread throughout the state and with nearly absolute control over the territory except for small bubbles where a select few lived. Salvadorian gangs were among the largest, most organized, and most bloodthirsty in the world. They grew so powerful that even renowned experts and specialists who came here to study the phenomenon swore that it would be impossible to defeat them. The gang members controlled who could come to visit people at their homes. Wow. They also controlled which, which organizations could come to do community work. They controlled the bus routes and taxis and decided whether Ubers would be allowed in. They also controlled which products would be permitted. They trafficked drugs, but they also controlled the sale of produce and meats in the markets. The gangs had collaborators to loan money to the merchants who they then extorted, as well as children, that they sent to collect the extortion money. The gang leaders owned motels and bars, but they also owned bakeries, car mechanic shops, and even their own funeral homes to make death into its own lucrative business. And even if the good people in the communities had nothing to do with it, gang activity affected every aspect of their lives. Like it or not, the gang members learned to cash in on corrupt politics. They received money for votes and for mobilizing the people. There are some cases here, even documented on video. They negotiated for the prisons to be brothels. This is also on video. And they ordered killings from the very sites where the security forces were supposedly in control. They should have at least controlled these. They couldn't. The killings ordered from the inside, and that is documented too. How many Salvadorian children were born, grew up, and died without being able to play even once in a public park? Because they were an imaginary border in their neighborhood that stopped them. How much money was invested in our country for so many years to perform assessments and create security plans that never worked? Well, did they? How much money did the media make for selling stories of killings and death? And all of that was only made possible by a system that sought to protect itself. Some made a fortune from, a death, from death, while the majority of Salvadorian families lived locked in fear in communities that had to mourn their dead every day. This is the trauma that we inherited from decades of violence, and it will take us many years to heal. You can read the mental health survey, the first one every, ever conducted in the country, done by the National Health Institute, to see for yourselves. 
I have said it many times before, it takes time to change a country, especially a country with so many urgent needs. That is why we had to create our own methods without letting anyone, foreign or domestic, tell us what to do. Without having to keep promises made under the table because the only powers that this administration is beholden to have always been God and the people. No other president could even, they didn't even want to, but even if they had wanted to, they couldn't have made these decisions without the approval of their financial backers. But we are only accountable to the Salvadorian people. That's why we have been able to make the decisions that had to be made. We don't take orders from the international community. Nor do we bow down before the countries that want to tell us how to solve our problems, even when they are unable to solve their own. Mm. El Salvador has done what no other country in Latin America was able to do. Not even some of the continental powers. We have changed the old political system and wrested control of the state away from the criminals. But perhaps... Four years into our administration, our principal achievement has not been security, but rather truly developing the capacity to reinvent ourselves. From the beginning, we had the leadership, vision, courage, and determination, but the conditions were not in place. We gained ground little by little, first by winning the presidency, then governing despite all obstacles. So we could listen to this whole speech. Corey's got another one that he dropped in the chat here. I don't know if um, we need to pull this one up or not. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can grab this, Corey. Um, let me go over here and grab it from the... You want to go like do well, the finale? Th was the there a part where he um, talked about the other guys that he took out, the criminals? I don't know. I haven't watched this speech. Oh, okay. I thought you watched this one. Okay. So let me go over here and grab Corey's other one. Okay. Leah, what's your commentary on this so far? Um, you know, there is also another video that's out, and I did a Google Translate of it. And he just, um, Bukele just tweeted it out today, and it says, Last minute, Deputy Alberto Romero is arrested in El Salvador for corruption. He was uh, from the Arena Party, after being released for the crime of money laundering and asset laundering, Bukele has said this is how all those who steal the people's money will end up. So um, he's arresting those. This was a tweet that he tweeted out. Um, he retweeted, basically. Uh, oh, are you saying, himself. Corey, for this minute mark, are you saying that I'm supposed to play, like, minute on this one? 30.50 to, like, 33. Is that the same speech that we were just listening to? So let's do that. Let's try that. I think that's my, might be what he means. So we'll try 30 to 33 or 33 to 30, I think. Okay. Let me double check on the comment there. Yeah, minute 30, 50 to like 33. Okay. All right, we'll do that. And then if we need to pull up, Corey, let me know if we need to pull up the other video that you dropped in the chat. 
That's good. They are in government, but they don't govern. You can look to the past to see what was accomplished in the past 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, or 40 years to see for yourselves. And watch out. Behind most corrupt officials, you will generally find a corrupting businessman. In most cases, in fact, they get the largest slice of the pie, even more than the politician. They'll pay $1 million to steal $10 million. So my third and final announcement, the most important of the three I will be making this evening, is that today we are declaring war against corruption. Mm. <laughs> this is great. Everybody stand up. Okay, this is, this is exactly what we were looking for, Corey. Thank you. I hear they're shouting his name again. This is fantastic. Guys, this can happen in every country. Just as we have battled the gangs, head on, with the full force of the state, with all of the legal tools at our disposal, with no hesitation, we will also launch a head-on war against corruption. Just as we deployed state security forces to corral the gang members and take them to prison, we will also act against white-collar criminals wherever they may be. <laughs> Ah, this is so great. That lady's not clapping. She's kind of clapping. They're coming for you, lady. Because nobody has the right to be corrupt. Let nobody think they are protected. In addition to all of the legal tools at our disposal to wage this war, just like we built a prison for terrorists, we will also build a prison for the corrupt actors. So when we say Trump didn't do enough, or he didn't do, he didn't take action. We were waiting, Trump, when are you gonna put Hillary in jail? And he never did. Bukele's doing it. We will confiscate whatever they have and make them give back what they have stolen. Guys. <laughs> this is epic. So epic. He's shouting his name again. They call him naive. We call him Bukele. But whichever. Okay, is that it? I believe that some of you may have already noticed that the Attorney General of the Republic is not here with us this evening. That is because as we speak, the Attorney General is raiding the properties and seizing the assets from the estate of Alfredo Cristani. They all know who he is. We do not. But that's all right. Look at the smiles. For the podcast listeners, you are totally missing out. These people are grinning from ear to stinking he ear. He the former president of uh, El Salvador. Oh, you're kidding. No. He was president from 1989 to 1994. 
Wow. As we speak, the Attorney General of the Republic is entering his mansion in Santa Elena, his lake house in Cotepec in Santa Lucia, and confiscating those assets that will be returned to the Salvadorian people. Prosecutor said Cristani approved the 1989 killings, held phone calls to reassure one of the murder priests. Wow. Sorry if I don't pronounce evidence, things correctly. Evidence um, that he approved the massacre of six Jesuit priests and two others by soldiers. Wow. This is amazing, by the way. Look at the smile on his face. He will not be the only one, of course. Reinventing ourselves means doing what nobody dared to do before, forcing one of the most corrupt politicians in our recent history to give back what he stole. Corey says the corrupt businessmen are now paying for their own prisons. We will root out corruption at all levels starting with one of the politicians who has harmed our country the most. He believed himself a plantation owner, and that's why he looked down on the Salvadorian people. It's strange I didn't see the FMLN applaud. Traitors, he said. <laughs> this is so great. I'm moving to El Salvador. The people will make you pay. Wow. He says that to the FMLN. El Salvador will never again be anyone's plantation. And those who believed it was will pay dearly. Okay. Guys, you have to go watch the whole thing. That was so good. Um, I'm grinning from ear to ear. You have another clip to play? Yeah, just one more where uh, they talk about him on <sighs> Tim, Tim Pool. I thought it would be... Uh, it's kind of interesting to see them talk about him on you know over here stateside you but. watch guys he is what they are doing in el salvador is going to set the precedent there's no excuse now for any other nation if they can get past the elections that are rigged by ms-13 and criminal gangs we can get past any election that might be rigged i think we can yeah you know He's okay, doing it with go. the power of God, and he's doing... Oh, so I, I want to address, before I get to Tim Pool, someone had left a comment, and they disagreed with um, what we were saying about Trump, saying um, that... Uh, Trump was very worried about re-election. He knew four years was not enough to make the changes he needed. I think Trump would be different this time. I can't imagine anyone on scene now that could be better. I'm not saying that, that I... that I I'm not saying I disagree with you on that. Um, I'm saying we wouldn't. We didn't have to go through. Oh, what okay, we've gone here we go. Through. I disagree. Trump doesn't care that any what anyone says. And with Pelosi and Democrats majority of the House, Trump's hands were tied, just like the Durham report revealed the bogus Steele dossier and false impeachments, and then COVID. We, you need to understand, we are on the same side as what you're saying. However, when we say that Trump cared what people thought, and he still does to this day, by the way, Trump tries to take a middle road approach where he wants to bring in people that might be close. And so he will walk a fine line. So it's not that he cares because he's like, ooh, embarrassed, or he doesn't want them to say bad things about him. That's not what we're saying. No, in that regard, no. Trump couldn't care less what anyone says about him. 
but Trump will take a middle of the road approach on certain things or, or trust certain okay. people. Do you remember so, how he was actually? Hang on. But he was actually being like friendly with Mitch McConnell. Yeah, okay. that's what we're talking okay, about. Okay, so he brings you don't in, play nice with Mitch McConnell. He brings in Bill Barr. Bill Barr is not on his side. Bill Barr's not an attorney general who's going to go and do what he needs to do. And what we see right here is they brought in Merrick Garland who would do what he need, that what they wanted to do. They have an FBI that will do what they want them to do. They have judges that will do what they want them to do. And Tr Trump was constantly bringing in middle-of-the-road people. To no! He wasn't bringing in middle-of-the-road people. He, was, he bringing was bringing in people who were on the opposite side. Bill Barr is on the opposite side. Mike Pence is on the opposite side. Mike Pompeo is on the opposite side. Ivanka Trump is on the opposite side. Jared Kushner is on the opposite side. Mike Miley, Millie is on the opposite side. The only person that he really had in there at the top that was on his side was General Flynn and he was out in 2.5 seconds. And Steve Bannon. And Steve Bannon, he was out in 2.5 seconds. Everybody that would have been a Bukele kind of person Trump didn't have one person so here's around the, him. To, to the comment that's saying, no, Trump can't just sign a thing and have whoever he wants arrested. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that he should have. He could have ordered his DOJ to go after Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. Because guess what? That DOJ is going after Donald Trump right now. So all of the things that they are doing, Trump had the opportunity to do and he did not. So when you say his hands were tied, his hands were only tied. Oh, and let, let me, me finish this thought. His hands were only tied by the very people that were corrupt that he appointed in these positions. But his hands were not tied. He had a Republican House and he had a Republican Senate. He needed to call in Mitch McConnell. Hey, you have a re-election coming up. I'm not going to support you. We're going to go get another guy in Kentucky if you don't get in line. Guess what? Mitch McConnell needed to be go. He needed to actually be telling people if Trump said do not vote for Mitch McConnell, he he is a sleaze bag and, and put in and, and ask Rand Paul who in Kentucky can we put in that's going to be good Trump should have been there in Kentucky for the governor of Kentucky exactly. for the governor race because guess what people were voting for who Trump was putting forward and Mitch McConnell is a sleaze bag but he was always trying to schmooze and make things right and work within the system Bukele came in and said the system isn't working we're destroying the system so guys if you've come to our channel for people who support Trump, but will do so blindly and not call out his mistakes, you're at the wrong channel. Yeah. I support Trump. He's my president. But he has to start doing the right things. And for four years, not just our channel, but countless other people were screaming, Trump, what are you doing? And he, and the buck stops with him. There are mis Yes, the, the onslaught against Trump was illegal. It was unfounded. But it was, it was unnecessary. Satanic. It was unnecessary. He put in a weak will, a weak willed guy with the big old fat ears, okay, as Eternal General who bowed out. Bowed out, said, I, I can't do this Russian collusion. We think that, you know, I don't know if you're like, we're, and, and the fact that Trump even allowed himself to be investigated for a Russian collusion. Well, what are you going to do uh, if you, you fire Comey? He's investigating you. You fire these people. You fire McCabe. You fire them. You fire them. They are beholden to you. Did you know the FBI is a branch of the executive government? Did you know the DOJ is a branch of the executive government? I know. I don't know about you, but I did not vote in for Comey. I didn't vote McCabe. Guess what that means? They were appointed and they serve at the will of the president. So, so, so there's absolutely no reason or, or win or 
why that the president should be investigated by the FBI or the DOJ. So pause, bring it down, and we're going to get to more of this. What we're trying to showcase you guys here is that Naib Bukele in El Salvador was fighting a bigger uphill battle against crime in El Salvador than we or Trump were right here in the United States. And he went in with a club. And he went in and he, no bones about it. But he went in with the power of God. And he went in with the power of God. So. It can be done. It can be done. And that's what we're trying to say. Guys, I get you can't play nice with these people. Ex ex and Trump tried to play nice with a lot of these people. If and you, you can't say, lie and say that he didn't. If you, can, you can't say that Mitch McConnell, who is a traitor, by the way. Who he is, is a traitor. A traitor. Trump he, never said, Mitch McConnell, you're a traitor. Or he Lindsey said, I Graham. like him. He's a nice guy. We're willing to work with him. Trump did not go in and call these guys traitors. He did not go in and call them out. All these rhinos, someone was saying in the chat um, that, that they didn't have enough, uh, large enough majority in the House of the Senate. I think of you, you mean of actual supporters. Then call them the heck out. And he did not. He tried to work with them instead of saying, I am not going to work with you. You are corrupt. And Trump did have the power because every state that he went to, when he campaigned for somebody, they won. And guess what? Trump came to my state and he campaigned for my governor, Mike DeWine, who was corrupt to the core. And at the time, we all knew it. Well, and we, we can, we got to go. I'm just saying. Yeah. Bukele is proving He's a good example that it can be done yes and so going into 2024 it can't be done no excuses thank you so what what you got one last one no, you i play? gotta go we got i have to go so uh i had more stories but i think that that's it i had a story on uh i had more stories but maybe we'll cover the next week oh you wanted to play the temple thing that's what you wanted to play but i guess we don't have time um you can just finish with that yeah that's good and actually i can go if you want to play, uh, um, leave, uh, end with, uh, Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver. Okay. Okay. What do you I think of you guys. I love Donald Trump. I want to see 2024 turn around, but I know there's only one way to do that. And that's with the power of God and actually calling out the traitors and getting the corruption out. And not compromising an inch. Not compromising an inch. Kelly, the president oh, of El Salvador. I think he's a hero. I think he has saved his country. Absolutely. I mean... He single-handedly wiped out the most satanic gangs in the Western Hemisphere in one foul swoop. And now El Salvador is becoming a wonderful place to live again. It's a safe place to live. Businesses are going there. It's incredible. What did he do with the car cartels? Is that what they were? What did he do? Jail. Like, yeah. When was Locked it? Them what, all up. What I, I saw like three, four weeks ago, they I, they mobilized like their their military and like surrounded a bunch of stuff. Was that what you're talking about? Like in one. In one moment, he had them all taken or something? Yeah, they've had a couple mass operations where they've gone and got these gangsters. Um, but yeah, he's locked them up. And, you know, you hear folks in the Western media complain about due process and things like that. But when you have a country that is so destitute and with such rampant crime, you have to be aggressive and you have to use force in order to restore order. And he has had the guts to do that. A lot of people don't. What do you think of Naib Bukele, the president oh, of El Salvador? I think El he's Salvador. a hero. I think okay. he is. So that's, that, that, she just voiced my thoughts. I, I, and, and that has been the, the uh, issue. For those of you that don't know, when he did all these mass arrests, it was like 
mass trials, you know, kind of in batches and in groups. And I was talking to my best friend on the phone last night and she's, and I was telling her about this and she's like, you know, I don't know that I really like that. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are caught up in, in all of that, but these gang members self identify themselves with these tattoos. And so there's no question whether they are a member of the gang. And then they're being arrested and tried in batches from the gang for the crimes that the gang has committed. And I think that this that that uh, commentator right there just kind of hit the nail on the head. When you have this rampant crime that's uncontrollable, you have to have somebody that's gutsy enough and willing enough to to do the things that other people are going to criticize you for. And we heard uh, Bukele say that in his speech. I'm not going to allow foreign or domestic people to influence how we run our country, regardless of how they're judging us. So that's the, um, before I play Neil Oliver here, that is the rundown of what's happening in El Salvador. We're going to continue to monitor it. And you can guys give a, a huge shout out and big thanks to Corey Gray for that. Um, he says, and they tried and they are tried in the prisons so that the judges can't be intimidated. Oh, that's really awesome. That's so good. So, so, so good. Um, speaking of Corey Gray, if you guys are not following the Kingdom Roundtable every Monday, we restream it on our platform, but I want you guys to go and follow that um, every Monday night, except for tomorrow, because they're going to take the Monday off for Labor Day. Um, and they are bringing in some phenomenal people. The conversations that are being had over at the Kingdom Roundtable are kind of how this how do we do what Bukele did? And how do we do it when we're not the president? How do we advance the kingdom of God? How do we pull down strongholds and addressing modern day right now, today's stuff using scripture and the power of God? Absolutely phenomenal. They had Cindy Coates on recently. Dr. Jason came in last week and uh, that show was amazing. And then also Corey is doing shows on kingdom business lifestyle on Rumble. Kingdom business lifestyle. Um, he just did one this week that was phenomenal. So go and check out what Corey's doing. Uh, Corey is our brother in Christ and partner in uh, advancing the kingdom of God right now. So I could not be more proud to have him on our team. So just wanted to do a big shout out for Corey Gray because we wouldn't be talking this in depth about El Salvador this week if it weren't for what he had sent to us. So thank you, Corey Gray. The ship of states in a hell of a state, rudderless might be the word, or hold below the waterline. ULES is the latest squall, but only a part of something bigger and more sinister looming all around. Uncontrolled migration is part of the same man-made weather system, part of making people angry and keeping people angry. Neither is what it appears to be. ULES is billed as a health measure, but it's just highway robbery and cover for the introduction of more surveillance cameras, spectacularly vulnerable and temporary cameras, as it turns out. The migration is the free movement of people. Any British government that wanted to stem the flow or stop it would do so in a day. But the puppets pretending to govern aren't allowed to. I said the word to use about the ship of state might be rudderless, but that would be to fall for the carefully curated optical illusion. It's being steered all right, but by officers none of us proles chose and towards a destination none of us wants. Except, of course, the people who plotted the course long ago. No one with a brain thinks Rishi Sunak is running Britain, not even his colleagues. London Mayor Sadiq Khan, another homunculus in a suit from the boys' department, loathes Britain and is laying waste to a once great city. And the puppet government is fine with it. 
can sows racial hatred and social unrest to accomplish the same destruction the Romans inflicted on Carthage by ploughing salt into fertile fields so nothing would ever grow there again. Keir Starmer and the fake Labour Party await their turn at the tiller, but all they'll do is shovel more coal into the furnaces, more speed towards the iceberg. It mystifies me that journalists interview these frauds as though they matter. I'd no more ask a senior politician what was going on in Britain than I would a character from a soap opera. Grant Shapps as Defence Secretary. Do me a favour. You might as well make one of my wolfhounds Defence Secretary. She'd have as much meaningful input to policy. At least Jessie's a real wolfhound. Don't fall for any of it. If I had the resources, I'd have it's never about what they say it's about, plastered onto perpetually orbiting airships and projected onto the surface of the moon, where everyone might see it. ULES is the flicking tail on the elephant in the room, the monstrous beast that is Agenda 21, a plan for one world government, misrepresented as good news. For those thinking it's about the year 2021 and that we've missed the deadline, Agenda 21 is a plan for the whole of the 21st century. Whatever the puppet government and the puppet opposition say about anything is always and only to distract from the real plan and therefore the real threat to our freedom and way of life. The misdirection and downright lying infect and corrupt every aspect of life. Otto von Bismarck is credited with saying, the less people know about how laws and sausages are made, the better they'll sleep at night. That depends on whether you want to be asleep or awake, however uncomfortably. The sleepiness is everywhere. A long process of miseducation at school and a forced diet of propaganda for the rest of the time has, for instance, seen to the rearing of a population that either thinks money and the economy are too complicated for them to understand, or has accepted the furry end of the lollipop stick handed to them by the powers that be. Inflation. What they would have us believe is to blame for the cost of living crisis, which is really a cost of lockdown crisis, is caused always and only by government working hand in glove with the banks to make themselves rich and everyone else poor. Inflation is caused always and only by the printing of money. Quantitative easing, as they have called it most recently, although dodgy types alighted on the tactic thousands of years ago to keep their subjects poor, is a transparent attempt to disguise a Ponzi scheme, the Ponzi scheme being modern currencies, which is the conjuring into existence of money from nothing, which only banks are allowed to do. Every time they magic up more money, put more of the currency into circulation in whatever form, what they actually do, in fact all they do, is devalue any money you had in your pocket or in savings. This is deliberate. This is why excess money is created in the first place. Just as a for instance, since the creation of the so-called Federal Reserve in the United States in 1913, which is not federal, being a private company, run for profit by secretive bankers and holds a reserve of precisely nothing, the actual value of the dollar has fallen by at least 90, if not actually 98%. Inflation is the invisible tax, I'll say that again for emphasis, the invisible tax almost everyone has been tricked into not seeing. 
far less being angry about. The same trick, a trick that would be illegal if any of us tried it, is pulled here in Britain by our own central bank, the Bank of England, and by central banks around the world, all of them in service to the Bank for International Settlements in splendid isolation in Geneva, in Switzerland, where none of us can affect its operation in any way. Our government, everyone's government, be it nominally democratic, fascist, totalitarian, communist or monster raving loony, it makes no different, uses banks to put people into debt and then continuously devalues the currency by creating more money, always out of nowhere, and so making it harder and harder, all but impossible in fact, for anyone ever to be free of that debt. If all debt was repaid, all money would vanish. You heard me right. If you understand that much, you understand the money flow of the world. This stuff is hiding in plain sight, but so easy to understand when you bother to look at it. And I say that as someone who got a C in maths. It's easy to understand, but only if you don't look over there at the suspicious wildfires in Greece and the incomprehensible fires in Maui and the wildly lucrative war in Ukraine and a new COVID variant and the migrants being shepherded ashore every day and used most recently to displace students from their booked and paid for accommodation to sow more fury. If you don't look over there at all that, or when you do understand it for it is, for what it is, distraction gone awry, but back here instead, where the pretend government is cooking the books and selling Britain down the river, once you see it, you can't believe you overlooked it for so long. Mm. I said most of the value of the dollar has been wiped out. So too that of the pound, the euro, you name it. The national currencies around the world are Ponzi schemes teetering on the brink of collapse and held up only by malpractice and lies. The next step, maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, but when the people think they can't take any more uncertainty, will be central bank digital currencies. And here we get back to the monster, the elephant in the room that most neither acknowledge nor talk about, indeed that most don't even see, which is Agenda 21. ULES is part of Agenda 21, CBDC is part of it, digital ID is part of it, surveillance cameras and checkpoints are part of it, 15-minute ghettos are part of it, cycle lanes are part of it, the devaluing of money is part of the softening up, the ever-increasing debt is part of that, the stoking of anxiety, of fear, of hatred of other, climate crisis and forever war, all about destroying the old and ushering in the new. In 1992, in Rio de Janeiro, 179 countries agreed plans for a sustainable future for planet Earth. Sustainable is a weasel word in this context, chosen to seduce. Just as everyone would support a project to protect puppies and kittens from cruelty, so no one would say they were opposed to sustaining life on Earth. Mm. Sustainable, in the hands of the authors of, of Agenda 21, however, is dread-laden and means your way of life, my way of life, and the way of life you'd hoped for, for your children, is unsustainable and forbidden. In summary, the way of life that has been described as middle class is, according to those pushing Agenda 21, unsustainable and must end. The usual mouthpieces of the mainstream will dismiss this as conspiracy theory, 
But what is undeniable is that it's out there in plain sight. There's even a 344-page book available on Amazon called Agenda 21, Earth Summit, the United Nations Programme of Action from Rio, priced £11 and 4 pence in paperback. What someone somewhere has decided is sustainable is to be made possible by, to quote American campaigner Rosa Corey, the late great siren warning of all things Agenda 21, control of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all information and all human beings in the world. Corey pointed out how an unholy union of corporations, non-governmental organisations and governments is pushing ever more desperately towards a world in which the entire population is concentrated in densely populated cities. What's intended is a world of public-private partnerships, what the WEF's Klaus Schwab calls stakeholder capitalism, that takes all power and decision-making away from the people and places it in the hands of entities over which we, the voting public, have zero influence, far less control. A person can easily sense the impotent wrath of Khan, we Sadiq, as he receives the daily reports of the popular dismantling of his ULES infrastructure, as well as a vast majority of his surveillance cameras being put out of action by citizen soldiers. God bless you all. The legal basis of his efforts is being challenged too. Worth observing that Sadiq Khan is being embarrassed not just in front of Londoners and the wider British public, but also in front of his pals in the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, of which he has been chairman since 2021. I don't know if you know, but C40 is, according to its Wikipedia page, focused on fighting the climate crisis and driving urban action that reduces greenhouse gas emissions and climate risks. It's also in bed with proposals to end flying and shipping by 2050, cutting home heating, banning beef and lamb, and ending building with bricks, cement, glass and steel in favour of rammed earth, what you might call the building of mud huts. Here's the thing, the future being discussed might permit existence for the likes of you and me, but will be no life I recognise as honourable or worth living. Altogether now, tell them they can stick the whole joyless, totalitarian, hypocritical, anti-human lot of it where the sun don't shine. You know, I love that he ended that with, well, first of all, stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Um, I wanted to say that phrase earlier and then I did not. Um, so I'm glad that Neil said it. I'm glad that he ended, ended that with um, the inhumanity of it all. So when we are talking about Let's use an HOA. For those of you that are, are world viewers, I, I'm assuming you have something like this over there. An HOA is the um, Homeowners Association. You move into a neighborhood and you join the HOA. And the HOA, you uh, commit to uh, abide by the laws, the, not the, not laws, that by the rules and regulations that the HOA sets. And then you have members on the HOA and they have a board and they vote and all this, that, and the other. In HOAs here in the United States, they there are HOAs that have rules against gardening. You cannot, you have to, you can have flowers, but you can't have vegetables, vegetable gardening, I should say. And this is what I say to people all the time when we go and we do talks and we speak to people about farming and, and your right to farm and, and how God wants you to farm and all of that. 
if I sign a contract with someone saying that, like, let's say you get, let's say I get married and in my marriage contract, I, I, I just get, you know, we get a couple of witnesses, we do a regular marriage contract and we do an, 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 an on the aside, I am signing this contract that this person can beat me and abuse me to within an inch of my life and or murder me. And I've signed it in a contract. Does that contract hold up in a court of law? No. Should it? No. Because when we're talking about humanity, there are certain rules and there are certain laws. And this is what John Locke wrote about. Laws of nature and nature's God. There are things that are immutable that come from being human. And you cannot write laws that supersede the laws of nature and nature's God. You cannot contract yourself into being bound to things that go against the laws of nature and nature's God. And so we are reaching a point where we are being manipulated, cajoled, seduced, and strong-armed into signing contracts, aka electing certain officials and allowing certain, quote, laws, rules, regulations, and mandates to be put into place, where then they come back and say, but you agreed to this. You signed this. Even if I did, I was probably manipulated and controlled, coerced, whatever, which all those, like, those are illegal as far as laws are concerned, by the way, into doing so. And beyond that, what you are trying to do is supersede laws of nature and nature's God, which you cannot do and it is illegal to do in any society. So we must wake up to the fact, and this is where, you know, the Kingdom Roundtable, Revelation Red Pill, and all the things that we are trying to encourage, teach, and instill in you guys over there on these, on these shows There is a war, essentially, that exists for the minds of humanity. The war against good and evil was won at the cross. But the war for the mind of man still exists. The ancient serpent that says, did God really say? That gets mankind and the children of God, the sons and daughters of God, the kings and priests, to abdicate, to dethrone themselves, and to hand over their authority to Satan. Again, keeping with the laws of nature and nature's God. Here's the cool thing. Even when we do give over our authorities that are given to us by God as the body of Christ to Satan, which is the only way that he ever accomplishes anything because this, the keys of death and hell have been stole. We rule, we reign, all authority, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples. I've given you all power over all, all, over all the power of the enemy. We are supposed to expand the kingdom of God. That's our job. We take dominion. We pull down the rulers in the high places. 
the powers that try to, to take dominion over the earth, even though we have been given dominion. The only way that they ever actually can accomplish anything, all the evil and the wickedness that we've talked about here today, the only way that they are able to do anything is because Christians allow it and they've given their authority. So the cool thing is this. You can't ever officially give it up and give it over because it doesn't ever belong to the devil. It only belongs to God. Christ paid the price. It's done. It's a done deal. So if you've ever given the devil authority in your life or your community or your state or your nation, you just go back and take it back because you can't ever actually, it's irrevocable from an eternal, eternal standpoint. And at any time that you give power over to the devil, you can take it back. We just have to actually do it. That's what they're doing in El Salvador. They're taking it back. They're kicking out these rulers and principalities in these high places. And they're tearing down the high places. And they are planting the flag of Christ. And saying, not today, Satan. And not again. Never again. So all we have to do is actually do that. So when it comes to these laws, rules, regulations, mandates, or whatever that they are trying to impose on us, they don't have the power and they don't have the authority to actually do it, most especially when those laws, rules, regulations, and mandates supersede or are attempting to supersede God's laws. So we are winning. We are advancing the kingdom of God. And we have the power to do much more than we're already doing right now, we just have to actually do it. So I want you guys to stay tuned in every week on Mondays at the Kingdom Roundtable, 8 p.m. Kingdom Roundtable on Rumble, right here on Resistance Chicks, Rumble, and Facebook every Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, where we are equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, the expansion of the kingdom of God, the evangelizing of the high places. What does that mean? We go in and we tell the rulers and the principalities, hey, you know, Jesus died on the cross and we're planting the flag and y'all got to get out. That's what we do. And the results, you can't argue with them. You can't, you can't argue with the results that they're having in China. Let me read this comment from Wicked Psyched uh, from the Rumble Rants over here. What about a way that people can track where government and politicians really spend and receive money? That is an excellent strategic idea. I'm going to guess, I think it's, um, it's not Consumer Watchdog. There's, there are some out there that are doing that. Um, and maybe we'll, we'll stick Leah on, on that to, um, to bring that forward so that you guys can um, look into that and we can too. That's something that we should talk about. It's a really good idea. Uh, Patriot Gallery reminds me, she had some of the best vlogs that she's done out this week. So if you go to our Rumble channel, um, you have no excuse for having any lack of things to watch because Patriot Gallery, I think she did like I want to say like 10 hours worth of blogs this week. And Lee and I have been doing some, some videos uh, throughout the week. I think Leah might've just did one today. I think she and I did one Thursday. Then there's our Friday show. Um, I think Leah did one yesterday is romance dead. Uh, that one was really, really good. So guys, I just want to say a big shout out and thank you to you for tuning in and, and being a part of the resistance chicks family. And above all, I need to remind you this September 21st through 23rd. Let's take you to bardsfm.com. Bards Fest 
the third is taking place in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. It's going to be unlike anything that you've ever experienced. You can go to bardsfm.com, bardsfm.com, click on this big banner for Bards Fest. In, uh, it's going to be at Mandolin Farms. And we're going to camp along, like we're going to camp together. You don't have to camp. You could get a hotel. Um, it's $100 for all three days. That's 33, day, 33 bucks a day. It's, and, and that's donation, by the way. If you can't pay that, just pay what you can. Um, there are other people who have paid so that um, we can do some some giveaways there. Um, we are going to have a phenomenal list of speakers. And there are some that are still up in the air, including Mike Lindell. Um, who may or may not come. Uh, Tom Renz may or may not come. Lee Merritt may or may not come. But we're going to have um, Pete Chambers, Joe Vega, Brad Cummings, um, a whole host of people. And it's not just a regular event, guys. We're going to break bed bread together. We're going to have communal meals. And in the evenings, we're going to be doing prayer, prophesying, laying hands on people, equipping you, getting you filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, giving you your, your, not giving you, but, but but helping you figure out what your spiritual gifts and callings are so that we can take on what we're about to take on um, and what we're doing right now. A lot of you guys, you tune in, you're like, I want that, but I just feel like I somebody needs to pray over me. We're going to do that. We're going to have people there to pray over you. We're going to be doing deliverance. We're going to be teaching deliverance. What does deliverance mean? It means getting people set free from demonic influences, past, present, and future. Um, by the way, and help he helping heal people and getting them closer to God and training you up to be ministers. You know, it's great to look. You guys tune in week after week to Resistance Chicks or you watch Scott Kesterson or you listen to uh, Amanda Grace or whoever it is that your favorites are. And they seem so great and all powerful and almighty and they're just regular people doing doing the work. And we need more of ourselves. We need you guys to rise up and start doing the work of the ministry. And I know a lot of you out there already are, but for those of you that aren't, that you're waiting for that kind of commission, I want you to come to Bards Fest and pray about coming and, and being a part of this event that will change your life forever. I can promise you that. Um, and, and you'll probably make lasting friendships and maybe even connections that will pair you up into what you're supposed to be doing in, in the kingdom. So bardsfm.com forward slash bardsfest or just bardsfm.com. Get your tickets. Plan on coming September 21st through 23rd. We want to see you guys there. Um, it's, it is going to be a life-changing event. And we're really, really excited about it. And then last but not least, you know, I had not seen the uh, Neil Oliver clip there. And, you know, every week we're talking about this. And, and I know you guys might get sick of hearing about it, but until the collapse and the collapse is coming, I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't shout from the highest rooftop every single week, guys, if you have any savings whatsoever in cash money, the collapse is coming and it will be worth nothing. Additionally, we're in the middle of inflation that is verging on it, it like like one straw on this camel's back and we go into hyperinflation where bread costs a hundred dollars a loaf okay and then your dollars even if they're out of the banking system if they're under your mattress they have no value whatsoever so you know we're always talking about gold and silver this is real money we must get back to this and i don't have time at the end of every show to go in, in depth into why 
and how this is actually God's money because God hates unjust weights and balances, which fiat currencies are unjust weights and balances. You know, when it says that the, the love of money is the root of all evil, everybody thinks you guys are always shouting about gold and silver. That's the love of money. No, it's not. That's the love of justice, of balance. We have to have a monetary system. Your societies don't exist without them. Even with bartering and trading, which should be primary, you still need a monetary base system. And the fiat currencies have always failed and they always will fail because they're unjust weights and balances and it's based on corruption. It's based on lies. It's based on fraud. So I want you guys to call ITM Trading 1-866-950-7776. If you have an IRA, if you have a 401k, if you have any kind of retirement, if you have stocks, if you have bonds, if you have paper dollars, get out now. It's like, I know this sounds crazy, but I should end every show with get, get Jesus now. Okay. Get Jesus now. That's primary. Get your life right with God. You need to know him as your personal Lord and savior. Get your soul right with Christ. But if I had anything to shout second to that, it would be if you have any kind of money and if you don't have any money and I hear that a lot from you guys, I don't have any money. Why you? At least help me shout to those that do, because there are people that are on our side that they should be the bankers when we come out from on, from the other side of this. And they won't be if they leave their money in these corrupt Babylonian systems. And it's worth nothing. It's burned like fire. Imagine waking up tomorrow and everything that you have in your savings is gone because it wasn't, you know, the Bible talks about building your house on a, on, on a, a rock. Stocks, bonds, the paper dollar, your savings account. That's all Sandy. That's like literally building your house on a beach made out of sticks. Then the winds and the waves come and it's crashed to nothing. That is where we are headed. First, get your life right with God. Get saved. Second, call ITM Trading. Learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks and get out, get out, get out. They've been in business for 27 years. We've been promoting them for free for nothing for six years because we believe in them so much. Okay. They have the um, free strategy call, the wealth shield. We advocate for farming, owning your own land, getting animals, all of that. Everybody else, if you can, if you can't, if you don't want to call ITM Trading, buy some land, get some animals. You should be doing all of these things. Diversify, and they will help you do that. If you have any kind of money or resources above $3,000 sitting there, get out of it. Get out of that dollar. Do you know what Lynette Zhang says? She says, keep three months worth of cash on hand. And I know a lot of you are like, Michelle, I ain't got three days worth of cash on hand. I get you. I feel you. But for everybody else, and help me shout this to them, for everybody else, keep three months of cash on hand and anything that you have above that, get out, get out, get out, get out now before it's too late. Because there's going to come a time, guys, and probably not that far away, where I won't be sending you to ITM trading anymore because the crash will have happened and no one will have anything to be buying gold and silver. And so this is not fear tactics. This is wisdom because I don't care. But I care about you. So I think that's it. Um, is there anything else in the comments that I failed to address today? Um, I think that's it. Donna reminds me that, yes, meals are included except for bre breakfast at Bards Fest. Um, all right. We will see you on Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill. I want to make promises, but they have not committed yet. You people, if you're watching, Sam and uh, Patriot Nana, 
but we for sure will have Jason, Dr. Jason in the house to talk about the last three weeks episodes, but we're trying to get Sam and John and Stacy on to do a round table of our own uh, discussion to talk about Alfred Kinsey, population control, eugenics, Margaret Sanger, the sexual revolution, where our society is headed, how we fix it, how we heal people from pornography, the whole nine yards. It's going to be a really, really powerful episode this week. So tune in this Wednesday at 8 p.m. I feel like there's other stuff that I have um, on the list this week for shows, but I can't remember right now. So forgive me on that. We're going to have John Yep back on. He canceled because his wife had an issue with her eye. Um, but he, we're going to have him back on as well. So stay tuned for that. And then also, I am still working on getting the emails worked out. I know a lot of you guys are trying to register on resistancechicks.com. I'm having a CAPTCHA error issue that I can't seem to get fixed. If anybody knows anything about CAPTCHA, like you're a computer techie person, not just like a regular old person that thinks they know something. But if you literally know, like, hey, Michelle, I can guarantee you I can fix your problem. Please email me, massfaith33 at gmail.com um, so we can get this fixed. Um, and then also, if you want to send us your letters, we will read them on air. P.O. Box 107, Milford, Ohio, 45150. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth. And the truth is that we value you more than you possibly can know. You are the Resistance Chicks family. And as Alex Jones used to always say, if you're listening to this broadcast, you are the Resistance. See you next time, guys. Bye.